0: This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really important. And now,
1: on with the show.
2: Joseph, your name yeah. isn't Rafe. Your no, name but they call Ralph. him.
3: They call him Josefe.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, Josefe you know, Fiennes. you know
2: for a fact that his his uh, his agent was like, listen, okay, you can't be Ralph Fines. Like nobody's gonna nobody's gonna respect an actor named Ralph Fines. Listen, everyone's gonna think King Ralph. Everyone, because yeah. you're British. May- yeah, maybe everyone. you should. Maybe you should go talk to your wife, Piaipa, about
3: it. <laughs> Piaipa. It's Piaipa. He's uncultured swine.
4: Which isn't it? It's, it's he, him and the woman who plays River Song and Doctor Who were, were like a couple. For Alex a Kingston. Time. Alex Kingston. Alexei, I should say, probably is <laughs> how <housing> they <laughs> in the helm.
2: I believe it's say, just... I believe it's just Lex. The A is silent. Yeah. For some
3: reason.
5: I thought it's his actually... last name was pronounced Fiennes. Do you see a yeah. problem here?
3: <laughs> I do. So wait, wait. He was probably like that. Stop. You thought his name was Ralph Fiennes?
5: <laughs> I did. I thought
1: it was Ralph Fiennes. And they said that for years.
3: I love, I mean, have you seen on- Shin? list Ralph Fiennes <laughs> blows my mind I mean I mean no no I don't mean it like that but I mean
1: <laughs> listen uh,
3: on
2: on that note for that specifically I want to give you a high five
5: yeah okay
3: yeah
1: should we high five high five high five high five high five, high five son Woo! high five don't let me hang
2: it. cool hey everybody welcome to an amazingly new episode. Get it? It's not that it's an amazing episode. It's just an amazingly it's amazing. new episode <laughs> of High Five. Unless, I guess, I you're like listening what you to did this. There. I guess, unless you're listening to this, like in the future, then it's maybe not new. Maybe it's old. Maybe it's like a year old by the time you're listening. Welcome to this very old but also possibly new episode of High Five the podcast.
3: Hello, time is weird.
2: <laughs> Let's uh, talk uh, about
3: aw. Christopher Nolan.
2: I am so I am so pumped. Uh, I am Q as always, but I am joined by my normal cohorts, Jay and Mia. What's up, guys?
1: What
3: up? What up? Oh, I I, I'm excited for today. I'm excited. But we
2: are we are even more so graced with the presence of the amazingly hilarious Courtney Warner. Hello, Court. How are you?
4: Good. How are you guys? I'm so stoked.
2: We are so pumped now. For those really paying attention to the Project Nerd archives of podcasts, uh, you may have heard us get to play with Courtney before on Project Unreal. Now in that one, we just improvised and we got silly. And here we're gonna improvise and get silly (laughs) and also talk about movies. totally,
3: totally different. Just
2: totally different show. Uh, So, Courtney, I am so glad that you decided to join us. Uh, High Five is inching slowly closer towards actually being five people. You bring (laughs) us a little bit closer. (laughs) That's literally the number one email we get from people that listen to the show. They're like, it's called High Five, and there's only three of you. I don't understand. And we're like, yeah, but Mia's so
3: great, she counts as two. Yes. And so it's,
2: well, actually, and, and to like really mad. clarify, no one emails us. So that's fine.
3: I'm just,
2: I totally made, totally made that unless it's Jay's mom. He is our yeah. stalwart yeah. listener from the beginning. Like she has listened to every episode. She went to every live show. Like she bought
3: all of our yeah. merch that doesn't she exist. She still thinks this is a business podcast. She, does.
5: she my, does. My grandmother's coming up on that list. She listens to all of the ever since I dressed she listens yes! to every single one. So so she's she, oh,
4: grandma Coming up there. My, my improv is grandma. Yay. Yes. My yay. We have like That's four like, more, four more people to listen. My improv all right, wait. So
3: that brings us
2: to we a-
1: have
3: a family and friends discount. Six. We have
4: six, six listeners,
3: listeners.
1: every
2: month crushing that demographic. <laughs> uh
3: and if you and if you're listening right now, you're one of those six.
1: Congratulations,
2: yes. you've made Sister. it. <laughs> you did it, and you know one of us apparently. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs>
2: also, congratulations. Uh, so we are here to talk about a director that we haven't listed about up until this point, and it's it's yeah. wild because when you think movies, Christopher Nolan is like the epitome of a director's director. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. So many times you have directors who are just kind of like, you know, they float in the background. You're like, I don't know who directed this movie, but this movie is really good. But then you have like a chosen list of directors who you're like Christopher Nolan, Steven Spielberg. You know what I mean? Like you have these these auteurs, if you will, your Quentin Tarantino's that, you know, their work, you know what I mean. Right, you know right. how many movies they've done. You know what movies they've done. You've probably, you know, conversed with your friends over, right? Which of their movies are better than others? Um,
3: well, and I mean, so and the- not to not to put Courtney on the spot, but if you're watching this on video, she has a directed by Wes Anderson poster or uh, banner behind her Wes Anderson falls directly into that category. Absolutely. He has a look yeah. and a feel. Like no one's doing a top five like John Turtle Tob movies. Like <laughs> right. it's like you which ones are his again? Any of them. Right. Top five
2: matter. top five Joe
3: Johnson films. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, was that Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman? Doesn't matter.
4: Doesn't matter. <laughs> no one <laughs> Although, knows. on the on the flip side of that, I think you guys should do a top five of Michael Bay movies. Oh, oh that's coming.
2: Trust me, we love Michael Bay and no! when we say we love Wait, when we say we love Michael Bay, we mean we love, we love to love talk to about talk Michael, Michael Bay. Yes,
4: I feel that. I feel that. And we also,
3: I mean, we like Explosions next as the as much as the next red-blooded terrible person, but you know, Sometimes we love to talk about how bad of a director Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, I
4: mean like he really taps into that whole like a uh, prepubescent boy who learns how to jerk off for the first time and we all have that inside of us.
3: <laughs> for sure. Yeah,
2: I, I have a prepubescent boy cheating. inside of me right now learning oh. to jerk off. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> well, but the thing is I there's a Netflix documentary to about that. I'm gonna just
4: log off of the Zoom call. I don't want my face associated with that it's, comment.
3: <laughs> it's too late. The police are
2: already <laughs> tracing your line.
3: This is not a podcast, this is to catch a predator. He was the host (laughs) and the victim.
2: I'm gonna pull off my mask, Scooby-Doo style. Hello, I'm Chris Hansen.
3: (laughs) And then you arrest yourself.
2: (laughs) How dare you talk about that, me? (laughs) That was me. For those who are watching this on the video version, that's me slapping handcuffs onto myself. And for those who
3: are listening, watch the video version. Yeah. Yeah. So so, Mia, I wanna ask you a question on this because there, uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, weeks where you come in like, I hadn't seen any of these. Yeah. But Christopher Nolan was one where I think we all saw a bunch. Where are you on the Christopher Nolan scale? Like how many out of the, uh, let's say seven. 11? Oh, seven.
5: Yeah. That I've is, that's big.
3: That's, gr- yeah. that's great. But it Q, was a about-
5: surprisingly oh. quick, uh, quick list to put together. Like truly surprising. I thought I was going to have to do some research or- did I forget this thing or that thing? No, I saw the ones and I was like, all right, now I just need to put these in order. <laughs> Figure out which <laughs> ones matter the most to me, so on and so forth.
3: Nice. Q, I'm, Q what I'm about excited, you? Yes. How How many of the 11 had you seen? 11. I have seen really? all 11 Damn. films. All right. Even nice. even following. That was the even, one that I had Even
2: seen. following. I following. Yeah. Fol- following, I saw, okay, so back when Memento came out, Mm-hmm. I that was the first movie that I got introduced to Christopher Nolan on. I had I used to collect DVDs, uh, and I they put out a special edition of Memento that was a it looked like a file folder, and you could like open it up and it pulled out an entire file on uh the main character of the movie and like discussed his like condition. It was it was really cool. I but I had
3: that DVD by the way, because I loved that movie.
2: It's so badass. <laughs> Uh, But when I went to buy that movie, there was actually you could get you could get uh, following on DVD and the clerk at I want to say Media Play uh, back when Media Play was still a store that existed uh, was like, hey, have you seen his first movie? It's weird, man. You should check it out. And I was like, I have not. And I did. (laughs) And it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> no 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 spoilers it's not on my list but it's like you can see what's going on there you can see like yeah. okay like this guy got, has a perspective
3: a, yeah well so courtney as our guest and one of the reasons that you we wanted so much for you to be a guest is we went crazy about Christopher Nolan when you, when we were playing our project nerd games. So Mm -hmm. where are you on the scale? How did you get into Nolan? How many have you seen, like, what's your history? How do you, why do you love the man so much?
4: Oh man, I have a, I have a love hate, not mostly love a little bit hate relationship (laughs) with him at this point. Um, I've seen nine of the 11. The only two I have not seen are Insomnia and and Tenet. No, I'm sorry eight of 11 i've not seen insomnia tenant or following um okay because i just like and why i love him so much is like his movies i'm I'm 27 i don't mind saying my age i'm not like i'm 30 girl this is
3: gotcha journalism (laughs) gotcha
4: gotcha you have a human you have a human age (laughs) i do and his movies a lot of them his bigger ones were coming out when i was in middle school and high school and they were just so ingrained in my dna at this point that i my list is a little my list is probably not technically the like the most like oh this is the best movie he's ever made you know but mostly like what I, the emotions i have associated with them
2: this is a perfect way for us to break the news to you that More often than not, our lists are not necessarily the most critically loved of any subject matter (laughs) that we tackle. They are simply whatever we individually find to be the
3: best representation of this. And we all approach it different ways. So you're gonna be in pleasant company because you get to explain why they're ranked the way that they're ranked. And when you got associated with them, Um, I, I'm in a similar boat, although I will say I, I I've seen all but following, although Mm -hmm. I completely forgot insomnia was him. It doesn't (laughs) really feel like a Christopher Nolan movie. I don't mean to play my cards early. I love everything about it. It's number
2: one on your list.
3: No, yeah. Robin, I mean, Robin Williams is a bad guy. Like the Hmm. atmosphere is a, it's a cool film. But when I saw, I was going back to his filmography and I saw insomnia, I was like, that's not the Al Pacino insomnia, and it was, and I was shocked. So, yeah. like, there are definite ones that I feel are more Christopher Nolan e, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Like the dude has uh the dude has an obsession with time, <laughs> and I dig it, even though half yeah. the time I may not understand it. Right, I, I also- will
4: say
2: so. No, go, oh, go
4: ahead. He also likes adaptations, you know, obviously, you know, Insomnia, mm-hmm. the Dark Knight trilogy. I think he's really yeah. like, it seems like he likes to take his own spin on things that have yes. already been done or already established in uh, World War II, you know, no. that old thing.
2: <laughs> What's that? <laughs> uh, I do have a question because I know, uh, Courtney, you had mentioned that you hadn't seen Tenet. Who here has seen Tenet?
3: Okay, I watched okay. it last night in preparation for this. Perfect. So I have okay. many things. Great. Great.
4: Is it worth that. the time? Because, like, I, you know, is it good? Is it good?
2: Before, wait, wait, wait. Okay, Before sorry. we spoil that, <laughs> we should we should get into our lists, guys. Yes. I, sorry. I think it's time to list. Is this,
1: where we this is where we make a list. A list. Now, three, two, da, 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 da
2: now, because we have a special guest, normally, mm-hmm. Mia, you would be first to reveal your list, but no, today we're gonna let Courtney go first. So Courtney, you you, compiled, you have compiled a list for this episode. Go ahead and give us your number five.
4: All right, number five. And you guys might not love this, but Inception. All right. It's low Inception. on the list, but-, All right.
2: I- but- But still on the list. Still Out on of- the list. Out of eleven mm-hmm. movies or eight that you've seen, yeah, it still made the list.
4: Yeah, and to there's a few you that be- did not. That y'all might to not be happy. To make you feel better,
3: with. Inception's also my number five.
2: Oh
4: my god! Oh, to so. make you
3: feel even more better, Inception
2: is also my number five. Oh
4: my god! <laughs> Mia. Mia, I'm sorry.
5: This
2: is the point where you chime in and say it's also your number five.
4: Yes, and us, please.
5: It's also <laughs> my number five. Let me change my list. No, line.
3: Don't, that, don't. Don't you change it. Don't pull it, a, don't, don't, don't don't you, pull a Joey. Don't you pull <laughs> it, right, Jay. Be your that. own person. Be strong and confident, not a weak person like me. So then
2: what we can do here, let's let's just all three rap about it since yeah. it's, not, yeah. Yeah. it's not Mia's number five. So, Courtney, what, what added it to your list although it in a low position what what secured its position
4: um it secured its position because again going back to nostalgia for me it came out in 2010 i was 17 and like was just so wrapped up in christopher nolan and what he was doing at the time mm-hmm. um, like most people who are teenagers at that time um and it was i'll admit i've seen it several times And I only recently kind of understood the plot. (laughs) I'll be real. So that's why it's so low. But I'm like, oh, this is so deep because I don't understand it. And that's a bit of a criticism (laughs) I have of Christopher Nolan is that he makes things so complicated to maybe fabricate like a a deepness or a connection, Um, which is why I do love Inception. I love the idea of it. The cast is fucking amazing. Agreed. Um, And that definitely during that time period too of like Leo was... kind of experiencing almost not he's never not been popular but you know you have Shutter sure. Island you have Inception you know The Revenant a few years later like uh, Wolf of Wall Street so all those movies that block of movies for him was kind of a big mm-hmm. time for him you know um early so, Tom
3: uh, Hardy too a lot of people yes. didn't really recognize him yet because he hadn't quite I mean, I knew him from Bronson at that yeah. time. I was about to say the same but, thing. Which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think he's phenomenal in it, but yeah. I don't think he'd hit mainstream yet. Agreed. And Agreed. so to see him as like a young whippersnapper in, in Inception is fun. Like he yes. he hasn't like bulked up for the role. He's just playing a fun character. And and I love that. Yeah. I do too. I agree. I, I, I agree with kind of everything you were saying. Like the cast, I couldn't agree more with this so strong i mean you got your staples in there you got your michael kane you know you're not gonna have a christopher nolan movie without a michael kane right like, i personally
2: i personally really appreciated some jgl some joseph yes O'Levin. yes thank I'm you all, i'm all about some jgl
5: so you i'm chill. like yeah I love that,
4: man. oh I'm man I third rock from the sun man thank you so you good. give
3: me a third rock from the sun you give me a 50 50 you give me some oh any christopher nolan John, with him in it, um y'all oh, even that one's okay
4: that one's okay. I mean, <laughs> I liked Don John just because he, um, it was his like first, I think, directorial and, yeah, written d- and writer debut. And I was like, I see what he was going for. Ambitious. Is he totally out of touch as a human being? Cause he's been in the industry for so long. Right. I don't know, but I do, I do appreciate the effort. 500 Days of Summer, one of my favorite movies Great. of all time.
3: I like, uh, I like you point at uh, Don John and be like, I like what you did with Tony Danza. And then you yeah. kind of move yeah. on. <laughs> I will say uh,
2: a movie that is often overlooked that he's in that also has uh, Anthony Mackie and Seth Rogen. The Night Before. Yes, is, oh, yes. is an awesomely so hilarious, underrated Christmas movie. and
3: yes. maybe one of the best Michael Shannon cameos in <laughs> Christmas movie history. It's awesome.
4: I I just Super watched awesome. *The Shape of Water*, so Michael Shannon Ooh. is also deep in my mind right now, and he we also should looks do a vaguely- Michael
3: Shannon episode. I could talk. I would, for would days.
4: I on would gladly.
2: I would glad yes. as long as we get to talk about Potter'sville starring Michael yes. Shannon which <laughs> and, is
3: and his May? dramatic reading of a sorority letter.
2: Oh, definitely. <laughs> One 1000. But so, so we we're talking about people that are not even in the movie anymore. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> back back to Inception, <laughs> I have to say this. Uh I I ha- Inception gave me a problem after Inception came out. And that is uh-huh. I got Christopher Nolan trailer fatigue, if that makes sense. Once I saw the trailer for Inception and I'm watching like cities fold in half and like weird shit happen, I'm like, whoa this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then every movie after that felt like he was trying to do that same thing. And I'm like, I already saw it in Inception. That looked cool then. This still looks cool and action-y, but like it ruined Christopher Nolan trailers for movies, like moving forward. When I watched Interstellar trailer, it was like, oh cool, Matthew McConaughey in space. And it looks like there's a time element in this. Oh, of and also weird far. visuals. Wait a minute, is am I watching the trailer for Inception again? What is happening here?
4: I, uh, I oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, 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 no. That was it. So yeah, so I I as much as I like the movie and it earned its number five spot on my list, it it did bring about that terrible Christopher Nolan trailer fatigue for me. And
4: to Here's, that, too. Oh, oh sorry.
2: No no go go go. Yeah.
4: And, and to that, I do think that there is a time in every director's uh uh a career where they do kind of they figure it out what their thing is and i think for him he probably early on knew what his vision was but inception really conceptualized what he was trying to do and what the time and with like the like the deepness of it and all like the, you know faux or not deep you know whatever and then i think everything after that much like a lot of bands i think they'll get their big hit they'll figure out what works for them and then everything after that is like we're just trying to recreate that magic like you said Man. like
3: I am so glad you said what you said. And because what I was going was, I was just about to say was I think, and one of the reasons that Inception is low on my list is because I think it's the most Christopher Nolan-y, Christopher Nolan yes. movie. Yes. And I don't know if that's necessarily mm, a great-
2: I'm going to disagree with that. I think there's one more movie that may be more Christopher Nolan-y uh, than maybe. that movie maybe and then we can
3: talk about but it depending But depending
2: think- on if it appears on people's list then we can gotcha. talk about it yeah. otherwise we'll mention it
3: afterwards <laughs> Good. but what i i'm agreeing essentially with courtney is i think that that was when he was like oh this is what i sound like
4: right like, this is a yes. christopher
3: nolan movie and like all the keys kind of turned at the same time
4: right but
3: <clears throat> you know i i think there are movies that he has made that are just s- far superior mm-hmm. that i will go back to more often although sure. Courtney, I share this with you. It came out at a time, I forget exactly how old I was, but it was at a time when I was like, whoa, it's blowing my mind, man. I like to, I like to, dream. Like to, dream. Uh,
2: <laughs> and Courtney, you may not have seen this movie, Jay, I think you and I were at the perfect age for this. I, it's what I like to call the boondock saints effect.
4: Oh, yeah. Like.
2: So, Boondock Saints came out, and I watched it at the age that I was when it came out, and I was like, "This is the most badass movie yeah. on the face of the planet." And then I like matured and watched it again, like ten years later, and was like, "This
3: movie is fine."
4: Like, right. it's,
3: although it's okay. I will
4: say,
3: to this day, the effect with them shooting the cat, it still makes me want to pause it. It's oh, such a good edit. Definitely. But uh, you know, edits aside, the
2: the yeah. like content no, of the film, it great. is like the most brotastic broy movie that has ever existed, and I, I feel like that that same thing. Yes, well, no, <laughs> the, <laughs> Expendables, <Yeah>. the Expendables, the Expendables <laughs> is not there's no bros watching the Expendables. The Expendables is like biker dads. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like it's a whole different demographic. Like your dads who were the parents of bros. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, So Inception for me was one of those, like I saw it and uh, Jay and I have talked about this a bunch on the show. I don't know that we've talked about it Mia yet, but uh, that you have, there are certain type of people that really enjoy open-ended endings, Mm -hmm. um, endings that, don't give you all of the puzzle pieces Mm -hmm. um i am not always one of those people i like to have all of the pieces so that i can complete my puzzle and be like oh okay this is what it's about good um this was one of the first movies that i saw where i was like okay with it because it does feel the ending of the movie feels buttoned up enough that when you have that final scene of the top spinning kind of thing, the question is larger or the 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 larger answers have been given, and it doesn't really matter whether or not yeah. uh, yeah, uh, Leonardo is dreaming. um, but I will say that it was one of those that like walked the line for me and I was almost like, this is dumb. like, like are you saying this entire thing could have been like a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream like and if so then i just wasted like two and a half hours of my time because none of this stuff actually happened so then it doesn't matter um so it almost walked that line of being like almost too and i don't want to use the word pretentious because i don't feel like it was pretentious but almost a little too like you almost (laughs) <laughs> like biffed the landing on this one. There is Almost. so
3: much though, as much as I love the man and as much as I love Inception, there is so much though about Christopher Nolan that skims that line of, man, mm-hmm. if this tips any harder, it's it's pretentious. Yes. But you're <laughs> you're so good at this that it doesn't. And okay. honestly, Inception was one, if I'm being honest, like I have a nostalgia love for it. Like it easily could have like fluctuated different spots on my list. Mm-hmm. I just really went not buttoned down to what I was looking for. It's like which movies I go back to and which I think are the best things he has done. Yeah, it it needed to be on there, it needs to be talked about, it needs to be recognized and appreciated. But yeah, I just there are more ones that I like better.
2: And one one other shout out that I'd like to give before we hear Mia's number five. Um, is despite the CGI CGI uh, effects in the movie like being pretty heavy, like there's a lot of them. Mm. One of the coolest non CGI effects is the fight scene with Joseph Gordon-Levitt yes. in the the oh, yes. rotating uh, tunnel hallway.
4: Yeah. Uh, when I the- saw
2: when I saw that that was like practical and that they actually had like a tumbling oh, hallway set that they're oh, like doing smells. choreographed fighting on, I was like. That is, I feel like no one else, but Christopher Nolan could be like, all right. So we're going to like, I know we could do this in CG, but we're going to just build a hallway and just like tumble them like rocks inside of it and we'll do. He's a
3: bit like Kubrick in that way. Like he's like, I want it to feel
2: like this
1: is happening.
3: And I, and and that we'll touch on that theme a lot in this list but I appreciate that about Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Something strong, the way you know what? that he approaches things like that. He's right. He's right. There is a different feel
2: that comes from watching a scene like that that is that is filmed practically, as opposed to watching some like wire work or something crazy.
5: It's um, almost it... unbelievable that it yes. was. Yes, yeah. and that's what yeah. I love about it.
1: Well, and Mia, I'm so
3: glad you said unbelievable because one of the things I love about the practical elements of it and whether or not I'm going to mention the movie Tenet, whether or not it's on anybody's list, Mm -hmm. that there are practical elements of that movie that are just mind bogglingly cool to look at. And Mm -hmm. again, it's just Christopher Nolan being a great action movie director, knowing how to frame a scene and knowing that a car crunching in a certain way looks better if it happens or that you know a room turning looks better than CGI people in a room that's turning because there's a tactfulness, a tactfulness to it.
5: Yeah. Ta- 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 um, ta- ta-
3: thank you. Yes. Yeah. So yes, there is like an unbelievable. I believe
1: ability. it's
5: pronounced
2: Rafe. Yes. <laughs> Rafe.
3: There's a certain phie, phie, to it. Um, that,
4: uh there's a ralphness
3: finesse. to it <laughs> there it is finesse
2: a to it <laughs> <laughs> cool. cool this is a classic ralph finesse scenario thing? yes hashtag What's ralph finesse like
1: ralph-
2: also i am f- i am moving forward anytime a practical effect happens i'm just referring to it as a ralph finesse i love
4: situation. it yes. <laughs> it
2: has to be it this is a real so, ralph right. finesse situation we Mia. need to let
3: Mia talk some.
4: Sorry, Mia.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. And honestly, to be fair, be this was fair because this, normally we'd be going three in order. The, so three of us had it. So we, we've cleared the board for you now, Mia. You got uh, like a grand entrance. So lay it on us. What's your number five?
1: My
5: number five is Interstellar. Oh, nice. oh all right. A very weird placement. If you know me, because I am a huge science nerd. And right. specifically, uh, astronomy, Ooh. space, sure. that's my shit. <laughs>
1: sure.
5: Like, I, 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 don't, I can't remember if I ever told you guys, but Courtney, I loved school so much. I, I used to go to school seven days a week. So it was regular school Monday through Friday, science school on Saturday, and church school on Sunday. I went every day Lordy. and I loved it. Once I found out that Japan goes to school six days a week, I was like, I need to move there because I love. it. <laughs> I can it. do better. It, it was, <laughs> you could do better?
3: No, you're like you're like I can do seven. Oh
5: yes, exactly. So I think <laughs> you're six, China. I think
2: Mia, you may be my like opposite side of the coin. Like you may be like I'm the Mister Glass to your unbreakable because yeah. you're like I love school. It was awesome. If I could go every day, I would. I was like I hate school. If I could go like less than zero, zero I would appreciate
5: that. <laughs> if, that's so uh, one funny. Day- one day we will, we will trade stories and you'll know school is my escape, so I for sure love it. Oh, film. sure, that fair enough, channel. fair enough. But um, just considering how important Space Anything is to me, um, sure. Interstellar, most people would probably be like, yeah, that's going to be at least in Mia's top three. It is not. Um, it's my uh-huh. number five, um, mostly because I felt like the movie treated the audience like they were idiots.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. And that was, I did
3: kind I, of feel like an idiot the watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, not everyone's going to know the things that I know. So, I, I mean, I guess. But he did not have to sit on that chair and be like, it works like this.
4: I do have like, <laughs> he does do a lot of exposition in his movies. And I yes. and, and I get having to explain things to an extent, but to have, you know, 15 are, minutes of exposition. There are
3: certain movies. And I yeah, it's fresh on my mind because I watched it last night and like, tenant, I'm glad there's a lot of exposition in that movie. It helps. I will argue that there's maybe not, not enough. Not enough. enough in that yeah. movie, like, <laughs> and, like they way, they need like way more exposition in that movie. But anyway, I, I agree. Interstellar was one, it's not on my list. So I, I do want to chat Same. about it before okay. if it passes away. Because Interstellar was one of those where I feel like I saw what he was grasping for. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of walked away from that movie going, almost.
1: Yeah, it was like, same. It was, it was like,
3: it was so, it looked great. Mm-hmm. Again, there was a lot of the elements of, and and I have the same problem with some other of his tenant. It looked great. Mm-hmm. The acting in it was good. The concepts were fun and intriguing, but there was just a, gr- there was something he was trying to achieve that he didn't quite get to. It, and I was just kind of like,
5: Mm. it needed
3: Mm.
1: to
3: be a four-part series it could have benefited from deeper exploration i agree
4: right but i will say to its credit it did introduce the world to timothy chalamet that was his first movie yes
3: weirdly enough yeah yeah there were a lot of people hidden in that movie yeah Um, especially with all like the secret secret like time jumps and stuff spoiler alert sorry i i will also
2: jump on this train because it is not on my list um mainly for a di- for a different reason though. It almost made my list, but as you guys know from making lists for me or with me for a while, um I I tend to try to get a different type of film representation for each of my picks, and I feel like Interstellar and Inception almost are like similar movies, like they're both trying to do these heady things. And I will go ahead and show my cards that Tenet is also not on my list because I feel like Tenet, Tenant, Interstellar, and Inception are all like yes. the same kind of thing that's happening. Um Tenet, And I feel Tenet like-
3: Tenet is exactly it, what Inception was doing with dreams, Tenet is trying to do with time. It, exactly. And what and it Interstellar really, was doing
2: with like dimensions and time- yeah tenant is trying to do with time like it's it's very all of those movies kind of run together and out of the three of them inception made my list so I kind of pulled the other ones um mm. and I liked uh but I, I liked the movie I liked aspects mm. of the movie yes. like you guys had said I I really enjoyed um I really enjoyed the idea of the reveal of this like I don't even know how to describe it. Ghostly specter was actually Matthew McConaughey in, you know, right. this alternate dimension or whatever. Um, I I like those kind of reveals, the kind of show and reveal, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. It all ties together. Like I get it. That's nice. Um, I will say one of the problems that I had with the movie is the is well, one of many problems that I had. And Jay, we've talked about this before, but with the happening is that i'm oh. sorry matthew mcconaughey is not an astronaut like it's
1: <laughs> he's
2: <laughs> just not i just can't buy him as a yeah. scientist i'm beach like
3: bum, beach bum totally <laughs> totally all day he's long perfect role for him yeah. <laughs> it's just like
2: like uh-huh. i said with the happening when they're like mark Wahlberg is a science teacher i'm like no he's not like that's just Honestly, not
3: I think Scoot McNary could have been really good in Interstellar mm. as the Oh, lead. totally. I, I can yeah. buy him as a tortured, like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. It's going to ruin my family, but I- am now gonna take this punishment. Like I can see Scoot McNary well, doing a good job and at I, that.
2: I see what they did though. Like I know the reason they didn't cast a Scoot McNary, a Scoot McNary was because the studio I'm sure was like, we need a bankable like lead yeah, for this movie. Of you know who could have done it after watching Ad Astra? Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I think Brad Pitt 100, 100% could have pulled off that role. And for me, it would have felt more mm-hmm. valid then i like i said some there are some actors who i love and don't get me wrong i like matthew mcconaughey a lot i think he's done a lot of really great performances but sometimes when they're cast in the wrong film it like pulls me out of that movie so hard every time i see him i'm like what is he doing like he's not he doesn't understand how this works the closest he's come to metaphysics was explaining that time is a flat circle in in fucking true detective. Like that's that like that I can buy. Him is like yeah. an alcoholic, you know, ex detective who's like time is a flat circle or whatever. Well, yeah, um, of course. Yeah, you're an alcoholic. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that that totally. sounds that sounds probably right yeah. in his weird drug-addled brain. But as a <laughs> scientist, and he's like, well, actually, and I'm like, no, nah, sorry.
3: Although, uh, to bring it back, you know, to to me, uh, you being the science uh, like nerd and and geek on that I will appreciate and I always appreciate the level of detail that that Christopher Nolan tries to put in so I can see this and to your point a lot of people probably would have thought for you it would have been higher because the science behind a lot of what he was doing was very admirable in that movie more so than with like Inception or Tenet which are all very heady you know, non scientific uh, things. Interstellar, <laughs> he at least tried to thread some sort of science into. So, you know, I, I commend him again for the efforts. He's done that That's in cool. other movies too.
5: Seeing a black hole that ginormous on a screen was very intimidating. I literally Pretty shrank cool. in my seat a little bit.
2: Yeah. Visually, Interstellar is a stellar film. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is see, out uh, of
5: this world.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it just gets worse from here folks. Um that's great. I think we're off to a good start. I, I I like the fact that all of our films so you know the three of us had inception, you had interstellar. I like the fact that we're all kind of starting at the same baseline yeah. for our list, yeah. I feel. Um so I'm really really curious to know what your number 4 is, Courtney.
4: All right. And again, this is the way I'm listing this is also the- you know, like how good the movies are, like technically and stuff, but also like what what I have attachments to. And yeah. number four is the prestige.
3: Mm. Man, we've yes. talked, we love that. We've talked about that movie a lot on this show.
4: Quite we too. have I, indeed. It, again, it came out when I was 13 and I had already seen, well, uh, I'd, I'd seen Batman Begins because I was a huge Batman fan, like throughout my childhood and stuff. And I was like well what else is this guy doing you know and it was it blew my mind again as a 13 year old yep. which which is our which is you know over a decade ago for me at this point sure but it was it was incredible just to watch and I remember the illusionist came out the, the two <laughs> magic movies yes. came out illusionist yes. was not so good I don't even know who made it at this point point. and uh the prestige was incredible and it just um I revisited it recently even before you know doing this podcast and stuff just watching it on my own time and um just impressed by the cast again it totally holds
3: up by the way it holds
4: up and it's like if you don't watch it for a while you're like oh shit i forgot about all these plot twists and stuff and And you're
3: like fuck i forgot david bowie's in this i
4: know that's it too (laughs) i love david bowie so much and i forgot he was in it and i was just like it's it was just yeah there's so many things that get right i will say the one thing i don't love is that I feel like some of the characters are a bit flat in place of mm-hmm. plot, but that might just be a Christopher Nolan thing in general. He is very much a plot-driven guy, right. not as much character driven, which is as an a- as an action director, I understand that. Sure. But I thought it was I thought it was really smart and well done. I thought it was well cast. Um, he does always get yeah. the casting right, I think. Except for uh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> I think,
0: that,
3: I I think, think there, there are, are a lot of do? elements yeah. of his casting that are all that are spot on, and a yes. lot of times he's just having fun.
4: Good, yeah. Like there's a good
3: mix like again, Michael Kane is gonna be in it. Oh,
1: but
4: yeah. But it doesn't
3: like I it's okay. Again, since tenant's not on any of our lists, Michael Kane is has a cameo in Tenet, and it's literally like, Hey Mike, can you come in? He's like, Yes, but I'm gonna eat the whole time. And they're like, sure, he's like, This is during my lunch break. And he's just like, <laughs> Yeah, I just go for fun, you gotta get over there. And he's I, like, Okay, that's the whole especially. Scene.
2: I especially like that somehow you turned Michael Caine into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like you, you gave <laughs> him like a
3: weird Austrian accent, which
4: yeah, I'm on board with. Like to be Michael Caine. <laughs> <Michael.
3: laughs> Why do we get to get back up again? Why do we fall down, Master Bruce?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was much better, yeah. much better. Yeah, you both, good.
2: you both nailed it. Uncanny impressions. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I dig that choice. I think that that's a solid number four. Yeah. We've talked at length. I, I think on multiple episodes now, <laughs> somehow we have come up to, with the prestige. We recently did a Hugh Jackman episode. Um, so of course and oh, the yeah, prestige absolutely. was on the list. Um, so I dig that. I think that's strong. Yeah. I'm curious to see if it's going to be on, on these other guys lists and if so, where it falls Jay, yeah. is it your number four?
3: It's not, so I'll, okay, I'll pass damn. it to Mia um, to, to let her talk about her number four, because it's not
5: mine. Um, my number four is Inception. Oh, oh nice. Oh, okay. you just flip-flopped it. Was it was on your
3: list, I figured. <laughs> All right, so now like we gushed about it. You gush about it. Was it the realistic science that got you there?
5: Not even a little bit. <laughs> it was my other obsession, which is dreams. Oh, sure. It, it is actually one of my other obsessions. I, I love talking so, to people no. about their dreams. I love studying their dreams. I love, I've i done papers on dreams. We've I got
4: to talk after this. Is, I have dreams I want to talk about that I just okay. feel are too much. Don't. We're going to have a good time. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're going to have fun. Like com- yes. That sounds listen, like a good conversation.
1: Listen, guys, can we,
2: I was about to say, too. can we, can we, rec- can we record Oh, my this?
4: God. I have two recurring dreams and <gasps> I need to. Say, save them. Save it. Okay, I'll save it.
3: Top five movies about dreams.
2: Yeah, top five dream movies. Requiem for
3: one.
4: Breaking
2: Dawn Part Two. All
3: right, you know what? Nightmare on Elm Street. Dream Warriors. Fuck out of here. Okay,
5: you can stay. All right, thank you. (laughs)
3: you.
5: No, I just feel like you can't make a Christopher Nolan list without having Inception somewhere. No, it's it's so good. Yeah, Yeah. and 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 it
3: was totally agree. One of those, again, I think that it's probably, I don't want to say blemish because it's so Christopher Nolan-y, but the idea that he, like the dream within a dream and the time compressing, again, he loves his time. But yes, that concept, to your point, Mia, was like, it's just so cool.
5: It was also it the very first Christopher Nolan film that I remember seeing, I think. It was one of the first. So I felt like it was also a nostalgic thing. Like, right here's my, uh, one of I don't remember the timeline. I just know it was one of the first. So it was, it was early, early, early. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: it. I love it. I I, I love that. Mia, Uh, your, least, your list never ceased to surprise me. I will say that it's one of the best things about having you on this show is nine times out of 10, I can predict what Jay's list is going to be because our tastes are very similar. But I love the fact that I like it's like throw it's like covering my eyes and just like throwing darts at a picture like i have no idea what you're gonna choose so great though no i love it it actually creates great fun dialogue about movies which you know jay and i have but it's oftentimes only fun for us because we're just like hey did you like that movie and he's like yes i did and i'm like great was it for this reason and he's like yes it was and i was like oh, yes it cool. was. moving on i guess to the next movie
3: <laughs> did you also like this one i did <laughs> oh
2: great perfect
3: although speaking uh, so, about movies i like i can tell my number four yeah please do i was gonna say so my number 4 and this one bounced this one did bounce around because I think it's one of the best films he's made but just personal connections who knows. My number 4 is Dunkirk. I mm. think Dunkirk is a marvel of a film and I you know I don't want to steal anybody's thunder if they're going to talk about it later. Wait, um, no,
2: I want to talk about it now because like I just is- mentioned Jay and I's taste <laughs> is very similar and my number 4 is also Dunkirk.
3: I like, honestly, I could talk about every element of the film, like the way that he used time and every like soundtrack score being some version of a timepiece and using his own pocket watch. And like you could talk about the structure of the movies and the three acts overlaying time and how they compress on each other. the the one of them being almost completely silent and the beginning being one of the most effective beginnings to a war movie. There are a lot of things I could say about it, but it's just, it's one of those that is so much work to watch. Oh yeah. That I don't go back to it very often. Like I love it and I appreciate it and I tell other people to watch it and I would listen to like, I would watch YouTube videos and have watched YouTube videos about it, but I don't like want to go watch the two and a half hours. It's like a math problem.
4: No, agreed.
5: It is is. not on my list for that reason. It's like work, but it's, I mean, like labor intensive as a uh, watcher. But the scene in the submarine where it's
3: filling Mm -hmm. up with one, but that and Tom Hardy being behind a mask the whole time and like the hours and days and week and it's it, but it's so much work.
4: It is. I is will it... say Tom Hardy, being as handsome as he is, he does a lot of mask work in his movies. Tom <laughs> Which, Hardy does two I...
2: things: mask and voice work. That is <laughs> I'm Tom Hardy.
4: And <laughs> you know just... what? I,
3: <laughs> <think> <laughs> I thank Job of the Hut for that. Like I just, I am so happy that he does that because uh, he is like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove that I'm a great actor, and I'm just gonna sit in a car for an hour and a half yeah, and yell about a pregnancy and you're like you know what this was very entertaining
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean I, mad max is one of the best action movies ever made oh. i think oh so good so good. so good anyway sorry now yeah, i will Dunkirk, say
3: i just i just look like it was beautiful it was exciting it was masterful but it's not what i'm gonna go back to that
1: <laughs> was <Anyway.
2: laughs> so number four cool one of the things that you mentioned or you, you didn't mention uh, is the reason it made my list. One of the re- one of the many reasons, but one of the reasons that I found most interesting was I didn't realize that Harry Styles is a pretty good actor. He's like surprisingly I, good. I was pretty shocked by that. Um, Same Agreed. to the point, to the point where I was like, all right, like I'll watch you in more movies. Like that yeah. was actually impressive. Um, I I will agree with all of the points that you've made so far. It is a laborious movie to get through. Um, I got to see one of the seventy millimeter screenings back when oh. they were like doing the roadshow thing with it. Um, I will say that it is a gorgeous movie. Like it is mm-hmm. one, maybe one of his best shot films um but for all the reasons that you've said it is a it's just a it's a slog of a movie to kind of get through and once you get through it um much like you know i it's not on the same wavelength as but much like a requiem for a dream kind of thing where it's like i've seen that and i really have no reason to go back and see it again but i liked it like it was a really good movie yeah um
3: and in probably but it probably made like five or six years, like a 10-year gap. I'll probably watch it again.
2: Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. But I will say like that. I'll do a uh, Christopher
3: Nolan retrospective at some point. No
2: one way. of the one of the, I was like, right now, you're gonna do a Christopher Nolan <laughs> retrospective right now, actually. Oh. Um, <laughs> so one of the reasons that it made my list and is up a little bit higher than Inception is is because where Inception had um kind of pseudo science pseudo metaphys- metaphysics a pseudo story if you will uh Dunkirk is a, is a is real um mm-hmm. other than you know fictionalized events taking place around a real setting historical setting um it and i, I think it shows a different side of Christopher Nolan um, yeah. much like was kind of mentioned with the prestige it it takes him out of even further out of trying to do this like big setup and reveal kind of mm-hmm. thing and is more just like how can i creatively tell yeah. a story um in a different way that is not you know how do i not make saving private yeah. ryan essentially but, but make it he, as good as saving private ryan
3: but he's still fucking with time
2: uh, True, but not in, but not in like a he's he's fucking with time, but in, in the, in like the narrative structure as opposed to in a literal sense. You know what I mean? Smart. And so with that in mind, I thought that it was a great representation of what Christopher Nola can do as a storyteller, as opposed to as just like a visual feast meister, if you will. Just right, like, yeah. let's do some crazy shit. How about we have people running this way and this way at the same time? That's cool. Um, so, so yeah, so that's why it, it landed number four, but definitely secured in the top five right. for sure. So that's, man, we're getting, we're getting up there now. This is where, this is where we really start to separate the wheat from the chaff. You know what I mean? Like this is where things get serious. Uh, So Courtney, if you would seriously bring us into your number three.
4: Yes. And this, with that set up, you guys are probably going to maybe disagree, but I also will share why this is my number three. Obviously Batman begins.
2: Okay. No, I listen. I'm a, I don't know if you can see it. I'm a,
3: I have like a
2: Oh Batman my god.
4: T- look what I'm drinking out of tonight.
3: Yeah. yeah
4: I'm like, I like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna
3: I'm gonna slowly reach to both sides for no apparent reason. <laughs> and I'm just gonna pick up things that I have near me. We're
4: just bat- the just things
3: that I We're all awesome. bat
2: friends.
3: Yes. Um I'm Batman, but, but no, I'm
4: wearing black. So there we go. Yeah, yeah, you are
3: and your bun and your hair bun sort of yeah. look like bat ears.
4: Yes. The dark knight. There we go. Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> Batman Begins is my number three. The dark um, Mia. I, I get, oh, I love it. <laughs> so you just have to do the... Oh, I believe, well, I can't, again, impressions are not my thing. No,
2: I, actually, I just want to have an entire segment on the show from now on that's just like impressions with Courtney Warner.
4: I would I love... One of the girls on my improv team is named Rachel. And I always go, where's Rachel? Where is she? <laughs> if she's ever late to like practice. And she's like, Courtney, just fucking stop, please. <laughs> she's not, she doesn't find it funny anymore after a year and a half of it.
2: <laughs> well, it shows I mean, that you know, she has no sense of humor, I guess. Clearly. I'm,
3: I'm never usually good at accents, but here we go. I'm going to try my Batman one.
2: Yes. I'm going to arrest you, a Batman. <laughs> yeah, it sounds... Whoa, was Christian Bale just here? Did yeah, he what? pop in to our Zoom call somehow?
3: Oh,
4: my God. Uh,
2: I will say that Jay's Bane is way better than his Arnold Batman. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jay, the, uh, can you give us a little a little uh, Bane?
4: Yes, please.
3: <laughs> I got to oh, warm up a little bit. No. <laughs> the mergwishers, why, why are you shooting him, Martin, before throwing him out of a plane? <laughs> you think, you think you know the dark? I was born in the dark.
4: It's like, it's like Bane and Abraham Lincoln.
2: <laughs> he just emancipated Batman from his spine.
4: Yeah.
3: God. Four score and seven marvels ago,
1: <laughs>
3: you wouldn't believe the things that I've seen. Curse. <laughs> the people back their land <laughs> and the southern states
2: oh my god we better so like move Ooh, I blew away, up the <laughs> away from this Uh so Courtney Batman Begins um, yeah. that that is a movie I actually saw three times in theater
4: oh my god yes I love it I love it I... So,
2: I understand and I want to hear why you love it so much
4: I, I, you know, like I, I love, I've always, I've been a big fan of Batman. I watched the animated series, Tim Burton movies, you know, and I, I I think, so like for me, getting to see Batman in like a cool edgier way that was very reflective of like the time, you know, society at that time, there is a a great video out there of like why each representation of the joke or iteration of the Joker represents where we're at in society. And I would love to talk about the Joker at some point too. Um, But Batman Begins was kind of a reintroduction to Batman. I was 12 um, and super nerdy and thought it was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And then it it does have a good rewatch factor, I think too, because it's a very straightforward story, already established characters. So he does so Christopher Nolan puts his spin on it, but it's not like too out there, you know? Um, Yeah. And yeah, and like you know, the, you know, I guess even thinking from like a uh, more of a cultural standpoint too, like the last Batman we saw on screen was George Clooney, which was not great. You know, up until sure, up until sure. 2005 when we got ba- those, Batman Begins.
2: Those bat nipples, though.
4: Oh, I know. Man. I mean, I think Tilda That's Swinton mentioned Chef's those. kiss. <laughs> she definitely <laughs> mentioned those in her Oscar acceptance speech. Tilda Swinton did. <laughs> I mean, I who wouldn't? Watching... I know
2: listen if i if i win an oscar i know that it happened a long time ago but i'm gonna be like i'd like to thank george clooney's bat nipples <laughs> <laughs> and also You're god all right i'll see you guys and also
4: god and jesus thank, thank you i'll see
2: you guys and then i'm gonna dusty slay my way off we're having a good time i'll see you guys
4: thank you i'm having you. a good time to- oh, we're having a good
1: time <laughs>
2: I'm having, a good we're go- having a good time, right. a good
4: time ago. <laughs> i love dusty shout out to dusty
2: yeah hopefully he's gonna be on a project unreal soon so that'd
4: be great and also maybe this show
3: too wink Uh, wink
4: (laughs) (laughs) he's so great he is one of the nicest people i've met in comedy who's also one of the more successful people i've gotten to know and he's just so well well deserved success agreed Mm -hmm. definitely he's yeah he's so great to all of us local comics so
2: now i have to ask courtney uh because I know it has become more divisive, like as time goes on and Mm -hmm. especially as the movie ages and kind of our public mindset changes, Mm -hmm. how did you feel about Liam Neeson's casting as like a Ra's Ghoul character, kind of the leader of this, of this league of shadows um, who in the cartoon is often depicted more Asian background. Um, I will say, do you, I often argue this. I feel like by casting Liam Neeson as Rayshah Ghoul, it was essentially Christopher Nolan trying to misdirect you before that reveal. Because otherwise, you're going to be like, oh, that's Rayshah Ghoul. Like, 100% right. that
3: guy is Rayshah Ghoul. <laughs> <Like, laughs> it's like, well, yeah. they cast Jackie Chan
1: for a reason. <laughs>
4: yeah. Right. I, you know, yeah, that's yeah, it definitely is between that and also again going back to Tilda Swinton in uh, uh, Doctor Strange, kind of that same right. Emma Stone and Aloha, she's not Chinese at all, like, no, they tried yeah, to that, make w- her.
3: that was a big one.
4: That and uh, talk about miscasting. Sorry to go on a tangent, but I thought of this. But between John Krasinski as like the big, hulky, like buff dude, and also Emma Stone as a Chinese woman, that was horribly <laughs> miscast. Well, Love don't, Cam don't, and f- pro,
2: don't forget, uh. Scarlett Johansson from Ghost oh, in yes. the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Just
4: <laughs> Scarlett also, well, she—I don't know what her deal is with Asian people—but Lost in Translation. All I like, again, she was young. Yeah. But and Bill Murray also and Sofia Coppola. But that movie was also kind of—I don't—I, I don't get why people like it so much. I mean, I like, kind of stylistically, it's very pretty, but it also treats a lot of the minorities as just like props or like something. To well, laugh it's also
3: at. like the whole movie is like, look at. This Asian culture. Hey, white people.
4: I know, like, and they're falling <laughs> exactly. in love. Oh my, yeah. If, that's let's not, I mean, that's... Hey, let's
3: focus on these white people. <laughs> these Can't two we? tourists
4: that happen to be here. Yeah. This story um,
3: could literally be anywhere.
4: Right. It if could be in can... Wyoming and people be like, yeah, that's believable. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <You could laughs>
5: recast, uh, Rajangu, who would you recast? Because my choice would be Alexander S- S- Siddig S- Sidig. S-
4: Oh yes, I like him. Also the guy hmm and I'm not quite I actually I'm not sure his ethnicity, but I also thought at this point now, the guy who played Prince Caspian in the Narnia movies, I think <gasps> would be good. Okay, so if we want
5: Wait, if what's his we name? wanted a young a younger Raja. Oh
4: I know, I think like, yeah, I oh, think you know, I'll, okay, so Aunt May is, is Marissa is Marsa Tomai in the in the Spider Man yeah, movie. So like
3: that's true. And I'm still I'm still got a crush on her. Oh
4: god, I, how can you not? Yes.
2: I will say I've thought it since the movie came out. If I could recast Ray Ghoul, it would be Chow Yun Fat.
4: Oh, that, okay. Oh yeah. That's, he
2: yeah. if you if Great. you look at him and then like there are even pictures on the internet of him like in a goatee, and I'm like, he really if you put some like fucking gray streaks in his hair, like oh, he yeah. looks like animated yeah. series Raja Ghoul. I was like, I'm gonna yeah. be so fucking into this. I'm
4: picking that now. I, yeah, I, I changed my you answer too. too. I'm that. <laughs>
3: I agree with you, Q, though, because they try, they do that reveal or that that sleight of hand early in the movie, yep. mm-hmm. and then do it again at the end. It's like, know, <laughs> I'm going to be no, I'm totally this Asian guy's assistant. He's Al oh Ghul. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, he's dead. And then he shows up at the end. He's like, nah, I was Asian the whole time. It's like <laughs> they secret do this Asian same man twice. <laughs>
1: secret
3: <laughs> Asian Liam. <laughs> I but yeah,
1: be,
3: yeah no, I, I love think, but but again I love that movie and even I love Liam Neeson like I wish, I wish it wasn't like Ra's al Ghul because I yeah. like him as a dastardly person, right? I think, like I like what he did.
4: I do too, and I think like it, that also obviously influences the casting for Talia Al Ghul. You know, in the later movies yeah. where she could have possibly been mixed or something like that. Where I yep. think. Obviously, Marion, how do you pronounce her last name? Cot- Cotillard. I always say Cotillard. Cotillard. She's Cotillard and Ralph Fiennes.
2: And Ralph
3: Fiennes.
4: Ralph I think she's a great Harry Mary Collard
3: Greens and Ralph Finesse. <laughs> uh,
4: and the Harry Potter <laughs> They're reboot.
3: <coming> They're to- <laughs> coming to the cookout
4: they'll be on uh, guys grocery games (laughs) (laughs) now (laughs) so 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 i have to ask
2: you before we move on from this to speaking of the liam neeson casting but one of the other casting pieces is how do you feel about a christian bale batman like how do you feel like he did a lot of people have the same um kind of things that they they say about like the Peter Parker portrayals is like some people play Peter Parker really well, some people play Spider-Man really well, but don't often do both. Did you feel that Christian Bale pulled off both Batman and Bruce Wayne?
4: I mean, to an extent, yes. I think I think this is probably a very popular opinion too. He's a great Bruce Wayne. He looks the part. You know, he looks like that that, you know, that rich playboy kind of like disarming, like you wouldn't think he would be Batman. His Batman His Batman talks too much. I don't know. He just he, he again exposition too much like I'm Batman. I'm I don't wear hockey pads. <laughs> you know, like I get that there's a little <laughs> bit of levity in that, but it's also like and I think about the Michael Michael Keaton Batman too where he was maybe not the best Bruce Wayne, but as a Batman he was very mysterious and quiet and mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I always pictured Batman as being as, a, as like a tortured, sure. quiet right. person who just was a vigilante and not just like this, this like this- Rabbit animal
2: <laughs> well yeah. as you said you were a fan of Batman the animated series that's essentially yeah. the dichotomy between that when you see Bruce Wayne he's very chatty that's when he has all of his dialogue scenes. right but then yeah. when he becomes Batman he he's very short on on dialogue on lines. yeah it's usually the villains that are spouting off and he you know has his quick retorts right. um but I I 100% agree with you that I think that was the biggest problem. And I think that's why people keyed in so hard on making fun of Bale's Batman voice I, because agreed. he used it so
4: agreed. often. Agreed. You know what I, I mean?
3: And I think a small change, and while I don't want to say to take too much from what Snyder tried to do, it would have been so easy for Morgan Freeman's character to be like via voice modulator yeah <laughs> like if you're gonna talk that much like if you're if that's part of the script like i there were a lot of things where he was diving into his own psyche or revealing mm-hmm. something about himself that the scarecrow was blah, blah 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 blah. right yeah but so if you're gonna do that voice modulator like yeah. you got all, S- it's hey, super simple yeah, yeah. Like, super simple Just, and no one you would don't care. have to be like hey christian bale pretend you have a cold
2: <laughs> and not be silly and i could talk about batman all day long but not not for nothing uh if you've watched the new robert pattinson batman trailer yeah. there is no there is no voice modulator being used and somehow whatever voice he's doing it it works it I feels agree. It feels like a Ready? deeper, a deeper version yeah. than of his own voice, but not but like not gravelly, not mm-hmm. gra- not like he's trying to talk intimidatingly. Um, I want to be the lead singer
3: of saliva. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Get exactly. Get the bodies that. at the floor. Get the bodies at the Batman.
2: You sound like, you sound like Lego Batman, like Will Arnett <laughs>
4: <laughs> which um, i think
3: uh, is part of the reason he does it that way is
2: i think so parody. too i um, think that's a a great choice
4: the only controversial casting that i want to touch on the last one is katie holmes
2: as sure. rachel and Look, then going to
4: magic all maggie of them, well,
2: well don't worry they fixed that in the sequel so. no <laughs> true
4: yeah. i was out on every
5: <laughs> single female they put i i you don't like
2: maggie gyllenhaal or you don't like
5: no.
4: I don't I didn't like, like either one the choices any of the female choices for any of the I like, female characters I didn't I like them agreed I think they could have gone with literally anyone but those two any to yeah oh,
5: <laughs> three yeah those for three movies <laughs> any yeah. anyone else but those three yeah and I love Mary Collar Greens okay
4: yes i do too you know inception what? she was great in inception and i'm <laughs>
5: not going to disagree with you guys
3: i think there could have been a better talia i think there could have been a better Catwoman, mm-hmm. and i think there could have been a better um
4: oh i forgot about lady. Catwoman. yeah, yeah. Was- actually i thought anne hathaway was fine i think she would have made an interesting harley oh,
5: quinn she's my okay i forgot about her she's my okay she's yeah fine she's
3: fine she's not like gr- i'm very excited about zoe kravitz to see yes she- yeah to see what she brings Same. to it because there I, I love like and honestly and I'm so excited tainted, I'm tainted because Michelle Pfeiffer like is oh. Catwoman oh yeah. yes and, absolutely to me and
4: guys, I guys clearly even go clearly we for- need
2: a we clearly we need a spinoff off uh, am so bat bat cast with uh with the four of us uh I no I literally don't don't apologize I could legitimately talk about Batman nonstop yeah. forever. Like, yeah, I yeah. I love Batman. Uh, yeah, and Eartha Kit Batman, 100% all the way. Or, oh, Catwoman. Yeah. 66 Batman is my jammy, jammy, jam. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, all right, moving on. Mia, right, you Mia. have to get us off of the topic of Batman unless that happens to also be your number three. <laughs> no,
5: my number three is Tenet oh
1: okay.
5: Okay. No,
3: okay it was on somebody's list you
2: okay. legit see and this is what I'm talking about you throw a dart at mm-hmm. the picture I have no idea what she's gonna say you literally all three of the movies that I said were the most similar those are your three at the bottom I'm you fascinated dig I,
3: you dig you, Nolans
5: I do if you have a niche yeah do Exploit it well it. and he does it here's the thing yeah. though here's the thing though aside from my dream obsessions and my space obsessions um, I love, I'm the opposite of you, Q. I like my open-ended stuff. I like leaving the theater or the couch and thinking, because for me, when I watched Tenet, it was on the couch and thinking about it. Thinking about it for hours.
2: Alright, but hold on, hold on. on. To be fair, though, yes. that movie doesn't end open-endedly. Like, it definitively tells you what's happening at the end of that movie and like, That's who, oh, it definitely does like am i wrong Wait, what
3: what what questions yeah what questions do you have me it, like, it like it like it like wraps it's a closed yeah, okay, loop so if you will
5: it wraps itself up but there is a relationship between two characters
3: Oh, there's more to be known. Yes,
5: yes, there's a lot that's, more what to- oh. that's what I mean. That's what I. See, need.
2: I yes.
3: would see. So, just
2: to defend myself here, yes, I course. would say that what you're describing, Mia, is different than what I was talking about earlier. Yes, when when I say what I don't like it when movies leave open ended, it's because I often feel like that is a is a escape hatch that is used by directors and writers when they cannot figure out a satisfying way to conclude something. I feel like oftentimes they use that as like an ejector seat of like, come up with a whatever your own ending was, and that's what it probably was. Goodbye! Um, whereas sometimes I like I like commitment, whether it's good yeah. or bad, you know what I mean? Like, this is the definitive story that I had in my head and judge yeah. it whether you like it or not, whatever. Um, so that's the only thing I meant by Inception is I feel like he kind of at the last minute flip that switch of like maybe it all wasn't real if you didn't like this movie then there you go I'm like, oh, okay weird
5: <laughs> so i have a question has anybody seen the show dark
3: yes
2: on
5: oh, netflix, netflix yes
3: yes no, i have but um, we it was on our it's in our queue we just haven't gotten to it yet okay
5: okay so it's not a spoiler um but there is a character that you don't find out a very obvious thing about them. Sure. And you know, if you've seen it, you know exactly yes, who I'm talking about and it drives yep. me. Look, that show was masterful. I cannot wait for you guys to watch it. I <laughs> hope we can discuss it. I do wanna it see was it. Was I'm writing
4: that down now.
5: It part. is
2: a really, really good, I will 1000% agree with Mia.
5: It, you wanna talk about a good, solid, definitive ending that is satisfying, that's a show you wanna okay. I think watch.
2: it's like a Swedish show, isn't it? It's it German. Is it's German.
5: German. German. Mm-hmm. But, um,
2: all right. So, so, sorry to derail you from Tenet, okay. please.
5: It was, um, so Tenet for me had, uh, a, a lot of check marks. It had a lot of, uh, puzzle pieces. It felt, I, I really like chess movies. Yeah. And shows. I like movies and shows with a lot of moving parts. I like, guessing about what's going to happen next and maybe that's going to happen maybe that's not going to happen oh my god and then figuring out my guesses weren't even close to what is actually <laughs> happening on the screen i i love those types of things i ate it up and um i i really loved i did not know what is it a, um, david washington what's his first name
2: john david washington
5: uh, yes. i did not first off i did not know that he was um if we had a knighthood, Denzel would definitely be a knight. Sir Denzel's oh son.
2: Listen, like we've done a top, sound. we've done a top five hey. Denzel movies because we love man. us. Oh, some yeah. sweet, sweet um, Denzel Washington. Oh man. He has oh, yes. he has John David Washington has Denzel swag for days. That's
5: what I was yes. gonna say. He's got days. His swag, and I love cl- like, If you
3: close your eyes and watch Tenet, it sounds like Denzel Washington is in Tenet.
2: <laughs> the only one who does. Denzel Washington better than John David Washington is maybe Jay (laughs) Pharoah.
5: Maybe. (laughs) True. True. No, it was, it was, and I also really liked, for some reason, a lot of the movies that Robert Pattinson is in do not draw me in, and it's not his fault. It's it's the movies themselves, the Mm -hmm. plots or whatever, don't draw me in. But I really loved seeing him in a movie that I actually was looking forward to watching and seeing all of that come to fruition because then I was reminded that he's so much better than the internet makes fun of him for. Right, He actually has some skill. You know,
2: I thought he kind of- I was just gonna say I thought he kind of played like a what I would imagine a young Michael Caine role would be.
1: Yeah, like he's yeah. kind
2: of this just like dashing rogue that like shows up and is like, here's this, you know, he's kind of he's the uh laissez-faire kind of yeah. uh counterpart to John David Washington's but uh, honestly, protagonist. in
1: my opinion,
3: one of the issues I had with the movie was I do not think he was used enough.
1: I I think, well, I mean,
3: I think there's a lot of that movie that's rushed and edited um, hastily. And I think it's in the interest of like laying out the chess pieces and providing mystery Mm because Q, we were joking about it earlier that that may need more exposition. Like that's literally a movie that tries to keep all of its pieces hidden until the last like five minutes of the movie and you're like, what? Oh... (laughs) Yeah. And like Got it, it really, it. really, really wants that to happen. <laughs> but then if you go back and scrutinize everything, it's like, well, maybe, maybe. But I will say, and Mia, mm-hmm. this is where I'm circling back to. I mentioned it before. The one thing I will I will go and defend about the movie is the action sequences are <laughs> awesome. They it are cool nice. looking.
2: Courtney, I highly recommend you check it out as soon as possible. Yeah. I will tell you though, to a point <laughs> that you made earlier. Uh, And I don't, I can't think of a more blaring example than what I'm about to say. Uh, You pointed out, you're like, sometimes Christopher Nolan's characters are a little one dimensional in service of the plot. John David Washington's character in this movie is literally named protagonist. like,
3: And he calls himself as such. Oh.
2: Like there is, it's like he just stopped writing the character and was like, I need to move this plot along. <laughs> this guy exists. He is the protagonist moving on. Like yeah. and there like- is
3: a moment and there is a moment in the movie, where is I won't spoil anything because it is, there are fun reveals along the way, but he's Definitely. talking to a character and they reveal something to him, and said he. And he says, "But I'm the protagonist."
5: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I, I oh no. snorted. It was well, it, mentally.
3: It totally
2: made me feel though like he was trying to do like a early two thousands Guy Ritchie thing where they all okay. had like nicknames and code names for things, yeah. and I was but like, no "He's trying to be one of those." exactly he's like oh i'm no this is just really cool like he just refers to himself as the protagonist like that's how badass he is and i'm like no that's that's your lack of writing showing like directly in this movie (laughs) um i will say to joey's point and mia it earned i i totally understand why it earns a spot on your list it had some of the coolest and most unique action set pieces that i've seen mm-hmm. in a long time like the way that scenes were filmed and again not to spoil anything yep, there are multiple scenes yeah. for the sake of this movie and courtney once you see the movie you'll kind of understand but there are multiple scenes that are shown twice from okay. two different perspectives oh and not only is it just an interesting feat that they that you know he put he came up with this and decided to, to do this, but from a technical and logistic standpoint, I can only imagine how difficult it was to mm. arrange some of these setups, like to to film these scenes. Maybe not twice. Like maybe he filmed them once yeah. and kind of flip flop the perspective. Maybe he had two cameras going at once. I, I'm not sure how he did it, but I will say that it it makes for some of the
3: most unique action set pieces that I've seen
1: and in it's, years. And I
3: will say it's one, it's ambitious as fuck, which I give oh, it credit yeah. for. Totally. But it is super mind-bendy because Courtney, what I will say is there's like a fight scene where one person is fighting like like a regular person, but the other person in the same scene is moving as if the film were reversed. So he's oh. like being thrown up oh, off the I know. And what the other person is moving forward, but the Mm -hmm. fight is it works. And I can I can say I genuinely watched
2: that scene several times over trying to figure out how they choreographed it or trying to figure out if they like filmed two people at like individually and then composited the shot together. But it it is wild. It is wild. So it does some really cool stuff.
5: There needs to be an award for for uh, a choreo- a fight choreography
2: yeah. for yeah. sure yeah for sure whoever like whoever scene did that of the year <laughs> also this has like this is there's no spoiling anything with yeah. what I'm about to say yeah but uh it is one of the coolest things that I've ever seen someone like rappel up a building uh, or like yes! slings- slingshot They're themselves bungeed, like
3: is what they called it. I don't
2: know what the hell, but it looks cool as shit. And I am, I'm like, not, I am not a daredevil thrill seeker at all. And I was just like, I, that looks kind of fun. Like I, a, I, I am not at all for dangerous things, but I might try, I might try
3: that. That looks, there was awesome. a moment in that scene. I was like, are they setting up a giant slingshot? They are. Setting yes, they up are. It's
2: about to turn into a Wile e. Coyote cartoon.
3: <laughs> or Mission Impossible, it did have a Bondy feel. It was like his Bond movie almost, which for okay. sure. I, I mean, which yeah, again, credit credit where credits due. It was fun in areas, but like the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I don't. I, it hurts.
2: My brain also, hurts I, I can't. It. I can't think of the actor's name, but the guy who plays kick-ass, Aaron David Johnson, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Taylor Aaron Johnson. Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Okay, he's in this movie. And I had, yes, he is. He is yes. the bearded soldier at the end who's running the mission. Yes.
3: I was like, main, I had the main character that's introduced at the 50 minute mark. Or yes, I will say this. I watched the
2: movie and I was like, man, that guy looks like kind of familiar, but I can't I place it. The
1: same thing too.
2: And then I watched the credits and it was Aaron Taylor Johnson. And I was like, what the
1: fuck? I
2: haven't seen <laughs> that dude in like anything. Um, since kick ass two, since Godzilla, probably. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Brian Cranston.
4: Oh my god, I forgot forgot Brian Cranston did Godzilla like half well, he was only
2: for like 40 minutes. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's the uh, he's the heartbreak in Godzilla, you know. Everyone, (laughs) Drew
3: Barrymore of Godzilla, (laughs) he just gets killed in the opener, he's like top build, and he gets killed in the opener.
2: (laughs) Um, good good solid oh. choice mia i like it i like it very much jay what do you got for your number three
3: my number three is the prestige um, as uh, as courtney as you as q anticipated one of the reasons that uh i agreed heartily with you on everything that you said and i don't want to repeat myself from other episodes but yeah i think the prestige is a fantastic film it mm-hmm. it isn't Christopher Nolan-y, but it is a Christopher Nolan movie, and all of the elements are there that you want. Like it's it's cast well, the story's structured well. There there is a reveal that it blows your mind, but it's still a fantastic movie without the reveal. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's not a gimmicky reveal. Um, it's just yeah, it's it's great. And as Christopher Nolan movies go, I'm gonna watch that one a lot more than I'm gonna watch Dunkirk. Yeah. So I mean, those could have been interchanged quality-wise for me. They both show that he's a fantastic director and can tell a story in Im- crazy impressive ways. Um, but yeah, I just I'm gonna go back to the Prestige more. Nice. So that's my number nice. three. Solid.
2: All right. Well, that brings it to me, I guess. So my number three is Memento.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, my number three is Memento. It. it 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 made its way down my list. Mm. to the number three spot specifically for this reason uh it is a very well crafted story as a film and from Mm. a filmmaker standpoint it is not as well put together as his later films
1: Mm -hmm. so definitely true it has um
5: it it has
2: say, say what now
5: should I watch it? it so, spoilers. Oh, yeah, you d- should.
2: Oh, yeah. 100, 100% watch <laughs> it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Guy Pierce is awesome mm-hmm. in the movie. Oh,
3: okay. Joey it's Pants. One of, is, a good old
2: Joe Pantalone. Joe Pantalone. Um, <laughs>
3: Joe Pantalone is at his Joe Pantalone in his assistus. <laughs>
2: um, I will say it was one of those movies that it um, it is trying to reach some really like heady, lofty concepts. Um, whether or not it pulls all of those off successfully, I think is up for debate. Um, it does a really good job of kind of burying a story within a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think you're kind of watching this one thing and then yeah, I don't want to spoil it for you, Mia, so I won't, but you know, mm-hmm. for those of you that have seen it, the, the third act reveal is both at the same time like rewarding like oh okay now i understand but it's also kind of uh god i don't even know Uh, let down sounds too dramatic but it's almost like
5: too anticlimactic
2: maybe maybe um and so and then the movie kind of continues on past that you know what i mean um so it kind of like shows its cards you have this reveal and then it kind of keeps going for some reason um (laughs) which is both good and bad you know what i mean like it's good because it's unexpected and it feels fresh and different and weird but like the the further i get into christopher nolan's career the more i'm like oh man i almost wish that he hadn't made memento yet and that yes. like
1: uh, and, and he that he later. like
2: did it late yeah like i almost like, I wish i wish...
3: would done like in, in insomnia and a couple of these others and prestige first yeah. and just <laughs> kind of like yeah. like honed his craft and skill
2: and got with some of his better cinematographers cuz that's another thing that the movie's not shot like super yeah.
3: well yeah. it
2: it definitely it's, feels
3: it's, it's it's smaller like a budget you can tell it's indie right. totally um and but i feel like
2: the story is there that it it could have earned like you know i feel like if he would have done this movie now as one of his prestige pictures no pun intended i feel like it would kill you know what i mean mean, like like if that story hadn't been done yet and he dropped it and was like the next you know mind bendy thriller from christopher nolan
1: wait
2: i think it would fucking kill and it would be like one it would go down in history um but i think go ahead sorry
5: I'm, i keep cutting you off i'm so sorry but it's just because i'm no, you're excited fine. It, it i know has, i don't mind at all it has an announcement memento uh yeah. a, a remake of the 2000 film and the writer is still christopher nolan so i'm hoping that he's going to be redoing his own film it doesn't have much else about it um but there's definitely under frequent questions they're like why is he doing a remake so it, it should be him, and that even that makes me even more excited. All
4: right, he I will say this th- podcast already.
2: You know, <laughs> I know this time in the identity. future, he did it through tenant technology. He did, in technology. Episode, yeah. he did, yes. he did so, it in
3: this episode.
2: I knew it. Um, I will say this that actually gives me even more worrisome pause to hear that he is involved with the remake of his own movie because this is what happens. I said I would love it if he hadn't had made this movie yet and then made it. What happens when you make a movie and then you go back and retweak a movie is you George Lucas the shit out of things. Uh, yeah. And you're like because an artist's brain doesn't work like that. Like as I like to consider myself an artist from time to time. <laughs> um <laughs> but as an artist like you you kind of birth artwork right whether it be whatever it is and once you kind of birth it you have to walk away from it because otherwise you're gonna you're literally gonna micromanage it to death like you're gonna turn it into not what its original like intention was and so I feel like that's one of the things that I am concerned about with Christopher Nolan is I feel like he may he may be like I liked this movie that I did, but you know what I could do better? Or if I changed this character into this and Mm -hmm. it's like, mm, no, it's like, it was good as it was just like do the same thing, but like slightly better.
3: What if Laura Flynn Boyle was in it more?
2: (laughs) What if she was the main character?
3: What if she mementoed?
2: Um what if memento was actually in reverse, also still the word memento? And somebody's like, Christopher Nolan, that's not how words work. And he's like, but what, <laughs> like, if, but it what was? if it was? But <laughs> well, what if? What if it's an anagram and you're like, cr- you still don't understand. That's I don't think you know what an anagram, anagram, an anagram is. That's not at an an all, all what that means. An anagram
5: no, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> what if she um, is now a hashtag? What, what she if mementoed?
2: she mementoed? Yeah.
5: <laughs> so well, yeah, I so did-
2: that's it, that's my number three
4: nice
5: i love it man i yeah.
3: this has been fantastic but we've got to take a break for some sponsors uh and then come back for our twos and ones and the ultimate nolan list but we've got to take a break this has been too intense we got Much to go like back Dunn in Kirk. time <laughs> <again>. <laughs> up up to time now we've known our ones and our twos but now we've got to go back and do them again i don't fucking commercial now Hey Q, hey Jay, has this ever happened to you? You're sitting in a business meeting and the boss says, Hey, does anybody out there have any good ideas? And you're like, I've got a good idea, but you don't say anything and you just sit there. Has that ever happened to you Q? No
2: way man, that's never happened to me. OH GOD, OH I'M ON FIRE, OH MY PANTS
3: JUST
1: INSTANTLY BURST INTO FLAME!
3: You know, that never would have happened if he was wearing Liar Liar brand fireproof pants. We've been making fireproof pants for primarily lawyers since the 1930s. When we found out that the old myth of Liar Liar Pants on Fire wasn't something that just little boys and girls told other little boys and girls to scare them into telling the truth. It turns out that no, no, no. Our bodies have a chemical imbalance when we lie. It only happens around the back of our knees, catching our pants on fire as we lie our pants off. So we've come to fix that. Liar, liar, fireproof pants. Don't be like Q. How you doing over there, Q? OH
2: GOD, I CAN'T FEEL ANY OF THE SKIN ON MY
1: LEGS!
3: (laughs) That's right. Liar, liar, fireproof pants.
2: Hey. Do you like dicks? Have you ever tasted a dick? Boy, do I have something for you. Have you been sitting around wondering what the fuck Andy Dick has been doing with his life? Just like the rest of, Just like the rest of us. Perfect. Because I'll tell you, Andy Dick, <coughs> part-time comedian and full-time 80s heartthrob, is, is no longer on the entertainment scene. No, no. He went to France to study with some of the top chefs. Gordon Ramsay, get the fuck out of here. We're talking names you can't even pronounce. And just like like some of his fellow entertainment former superstar brethren, he's decided to open his own restaurant. We're talking high-end French gourmet cuisine. We're talking foie gras. We're talking La Petite Steaks. We're talking asparagus. (laughs) Andy Dick's Dickhole, the finest in French dining. All right, man, those were some great sponsors
3: as always i don't know why you played them backwards though no one could hear the uh,
2: christopher christopher nolan christopher nolan would do it i and i take my cues as an artiste from nolan uh
4: as a commercial (laughs) tour.
2: i'm really trying to drive (laughs) the audio medium forward with my commercials jay please stop harnessing my creative prowess (laughs) ballad uh speaking of harnessing creative prowess courtney
1: i am very
2: (laughs) (laughs) i am very very excited to hear your number two this is it like these are the these are like the ultimates of ultimates uh so this is a big deal what on your list could have possibly beat out the movies before it all right
4: dunkirk oh shoot! i I mean it's good
3: it's so good
4: it's one of the most compelling. I mean, I'll, and I say this going into it I'm not a big fan of war movies. Like, I think they, I fall asleep during them. Maybe that doesn't make me a good American. I don't know. But, like, I don't love them. It like, doesn't. I have not seen 1917. I saw Saving Private Ryan way too young, and it's traumatized me. Sure. So, I liked Forrest Gump, but, like, classic
2: war movie, Forrest, Forrest
4: Gump. Gump. I mean, he died. <laughs> Like, I mean, know, he like, does
2: get shot in the butt.
4: Yeah, right. <laughs> right. like, right. Yeah, like I liked the boy in the striped pajamas. Oh. I liked uh, the one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, where he's the guy in World War Two. Um. Did oh, the you Shin,
2: Schindler's yes. List with Ralph Finesse.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yes. Which, you know, I'll, I'll be
3: honest. While I appreciate all of that, I don't think any of those are war movies. <laughs> they just take place, no. place around a war. Yeah. Happen. Like, there's
1: sure. not a battle
3: in any one of those movies. <laughs> right. You know what is
2: it? What is missing? Shockingly missing from that list that you just laid what? out? Cinematic Treasure Pearl Harbor. <laughs> 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 oh man <laughs> i think the podcast just broke like Are i don't even so know true? how that works but the somehow the podcast broke
4: oh my god oh and we have to include all the all the made for tv american girl doll movies
1: <laughs> oh my god. um
4: you mean radio? i forgot he I'm is kidding.
2: he has in that movie right he also was a radio. chef that, that shoots a big gun yeah. Guys, I don't know what this says about me at all, but just because you mentioned radio, I definitely cried during radio. Oh, I did too I just have to. I don't know what that I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I feel like I just needed I feel <laughs> close enough to you guys that I needed to tell you well, that I am human was- enough that I cried, especially when he asks ed harris on the phone how his pants look
3: i know <laughs> <laughs> I cried. I cried. the thing is radio is scientifically designed to do that to you so
2: it's oh, okay. it has
4: to be yeah it's okay
3: yeah. it's like yeah. they were okay. made by scientists
2: thanks guys i feel accepted in this group so thank no, you very you should. much. i appreciate you should. that thank you um, um so back to your choice, Dunkirk, which has <laughs> nothing to do with radio or me crying.
4: Or Snow Dogs. Or, like
2: <laughs> or any of that.
4: Um, we should do a Cuban Gooding Jr. High five. Yep. That would be really fun. I would love I'm inviting that. myself back is what I'm yes, saying. Yes, <laughs> please. Like I said, you're working, you're inching
2: your way towards a spot just in the roster of High Five the Podcast. If
4: that's the case, West, so. we got to do Wes Anderson, we got to do Cuban Gooding Jr., Cameron <laughs> Crowe.
2: Oh oh my God, you're right. the you're, I will say this you're actually showing me how little in somehow by the way just so you know we when this episode airs we're somewhere around 195 episodes oh into God. this into this series okay and somehow None of the lists that you just said we have done. What? Like I don't know how we have 195 episodes worth of content and none of those are in
3: it. What? We have we've talked about Wes Anderson quite a bit. Um like but no, like none of those have been done as episodes. <laughs> in maybe
2: that's crazy. maybe somehow like cosmically we've just been waiting for you this whole I time. I think that might be it. You know I, I think I, mean? I
4: think Christopher Nolan used his time turner and made, made <laughs>
2: Wait! He whoa! Whoa, a- whoa! 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 Are you saying that Christopher Nolan is Harry Potter? Yeah,
4: <laughs> he's British. <laughs> Holy and shit! And all
3: British people are Harry Potter.
2: Yes,
4: they only have British people in Harry Potter, and so he I was about him. to say.
2: To be fair, <laughs> the only thing is, all British people have been
3: in Harry Potter. Yeah, not,
4: uh, yes, not. I will all.
3: say, I will. I mean, the bad guy from um, it's the bad all guy of them. from Tennant is in Harry Potter. Um, Oh uh, Also
4: Robert Pattinson is in Harry Potter That's
3: true Actually okay that's two people in Tenet that were potters
4: Um, (laughs) I'm sure there's more Um,
3: I'm sure there are
2: I'm surprised Um, Michael
4: Caine We don't have to talk about Harry Potter But like I'm surprised Michael Caine was not (laughs) in Harry Potter I'm just saying You know what else we haven't
2: done? A Harry Potter list
5: (gasps) You haven't? uh... No that was the whole reason I never put it on the list (laughs) I thought for sure you guys have covered it oh my no, god i can't
4: will. believe i can't Let's believe
5: it.
2: we just I have can't. so many holes but for some reason that we i have can thir- fill
4: and <laughs> <laughs> little found. boy
2: <laughs> cordy will be here all week thanks guys appreciate it we're having a good time yeah, I'm, thank you. I'm I'm 100% good time. stealing that from dusty slice
3: sorry <laughs>
4: um oh to get back to Dunk. <laughs> come sorry yes. no. um, serious
3: war movie everybody please yes. people died
4: it, a lot of people <laughs> died if you you two can donate to never mind I'm not gonna for six dollars
2: a month, a
4: month Sarah McLaughlin will come to your home British with a puppy mayor. with one he, eye and, you can you <laughs>
2: two can adopt Harry Styles
4: yeah oh yeah. if only <laughs> I have a Harry Styles co- if I could show you my Harry Styles cardboard cutout he's dressed as Harry Potter right now he's in my kitchen <laughs>
2: sick does he have a um, lightning bolt mark on his forehead no he just he has that far
4: Gryffindor scarf and a little hat that I I nice. wear sometimes but I just put on him
2: nice um, but do you wear it with him still wearing it so it's like you're both wearing the, <laughs> the sweater and there's just like a weird Harry Styles like
4: I should I do, behind you. every Valentine's Day I do a photo series with him because he has, he's oh. been my he's been my forever my roommate for the past five years
2: <laughs> I love this so much and
4: I put him in the shower I have him making me breakfast <laughs> Listen. That's please amazing. tell me
2: this is not yeah. a bit right now. It's not. Right? Like you're so, being 100% serious. I will,
4: I will find it on like my Instagram or Facebook. Okay. And I do it. I repost it man. every year. I just do new photos. And I actually, yeah, I, I.
2: Let's let's do this. As a matter of fact, because Jay posts all of our episodes on the website. Normally, we use a GIF but I vote that Courtney sends us one of her photos, her yes. Valentine's photos of her yes. and Harry Styles. And that will be the photo for this episode. No explanation.
4: That. Yeah, Just- I would love that. Well, he is Boom. in Dunkirk, Done. which is, um, yes, which is. was surprising. But it fits. So, sorry, again, getting back. I do have a fun story. <laughs> Again, Dunkirk. So Harry, we got back to it. Uh, Harry Styles is great in Dunkirk, surprisingly. I, I, I liked, I've liked him for a while as, As we've already established, Um, sure. I don't like him as much now that he's dating Olivia Wilde, but that's beside the point. I think I'm just jealous. I don't know. I had to move on. Up
3: on me too.
4: Yeah, I was just like, I like Jason Sudeikis. Okay, it doesn't matter. Does not matter. (laughs) I can go on about this.
2: Welcome to to Hollywood Couple Chat.
4: (laughs) Um, Dunkirk was great. Again, the opening sequence is one of the most compelling and great opening sequences for any like movie about war or war movie submarine scene, all the stuff we'd mentioned before. I just like, and uh, yeah, so I've only seen Dunkirk once, but it was enough to make that big of an impression on me um, that it stuck with me. And it is, like I said, the one war movie that I'm like, oh, I really like this. I can say this is genuinely a a great movie that I comprehend and also enjoy. And I saw Dunkirk in theaters. I was on a date with this guy that I had been dating kind of for like a month. During the movie, I realized I did not like him. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
4: so Wait, so that is movie because has a of great Harry play. Styles? No, just because. I was. He, he, You're he like, just, you know
3: what? I wouldn't want to drown in a submarine with this guy. Yeah, so, I love
4: uh, Harry Styles, thank you. No, I, he, no, the guy I was dating reached for my hand and I pulled away during the submarine. Uh, oh,
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that know. is one of the uh, most awesomely uncomfortable moments that could happen in a movie.
3: <laughs> at all, and also you looked, being. To like this day. Two hours
2: left of the movie. I was about to say, then you still yeah. had the seven
3: hours left
4: of Dunkirk. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not to this day, leave. he hates that movie. Oh, <laughs> oh no! God. Oh my! I, God. I hope he's not listening. We are, we are friendly. Like I run into him; he lives here in town. We run into each other every now and again. Usually, I try to avoid it. And I I can't believe I, again, like I'm grateful for that movie for letting me not go down the path of being in a complicit relationship. That sounds like he was sure. abusing me. That's not what I mean. Sure. But no. like just,
2: he just tried but, to hold your hand when you don't want I to. Know. He just got really hoardy during Dunkirk and you weren't there for he, it.
4: He watched people die in a summer and he's like, oh my God, I've got a nut in my pants
2: he's like i don't know what it is about this movie but i just jizzed in i watched sudden i watch people drown and i jizz in In my my bed. last night
4: i saw saw a film i think it was a horror (laughs) that's what it was i think it was just the metronome sound of like oh this is my normal like speed that i (laughs) go. I don't know but he was very nice he paid for the ticket so i got to see that movie for free and i love that movie (laughs) winning that's awesome yeah he's very nice um It sounds like it i won't say his name but he does have like cool stuff going on no Uh, please give
3: out his address
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, all right i love this so much so before you dig yourself any deeper into a hole I will, I will, I will cut to Mia hard cut to Mia interior daytime. Mia, (laughs) what is your number two? And did you see it with a man that tried to hold your hand that you rejected?
5: No, I don't even remember when I watched this movie or who I watched it with, or if I even watched it with anyone. I have, I have no recollection. I just remember the movie. Okay. Uh, which is kind of a testament in and of itself because it just sucked me out of real life, like ev- like
2: the, the world ceased to exist around you. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was just this movie.
5: Exactly, and uh, you guys should know it's the prestige. It. Oh, took me there. Yes.
3: Yes.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. I knew
3: it. Mia. I yeah. was. I actually, I had money with uh, myself that it was number one for you.
1: Oh. Uh, see,
5: but then I'd be too predictable.
3: <laughs> I know. I can't. I love it though. Again. I love it more than it. gets. Mi- uh, tell, Mia. Tell I guess
2: Courtney you and I you are more
3: predictable than so expected because <laughs> I also
2: share with you the prestige at number two.
1: Yay!
3: looks like I know that we've talked about it before. But you guys, tell Courtney why we love the prestige so much and agree yes. with her. It was on her list too.
2: Yeah, Mia. I want to know why you love the pre- prestige so much.
5: Um, I. I love everyone in that film except, mm-hmm. Piper
1: Piper oh,
5: Piper Parabo. Oh, pa
4: pa pa. I think you mean pa pa pa. Pa
2: pa pa. Parabo.
5: Parabot. Pa pa parabo. The caliber was so high that she felt misplaced.
1: Um.
5: And that's, that's not saying she's not a good actress. She just isn't, um, when you think of a lister, she's not who you think of. Right. Um, But I also think she had been dealt so many bad cards or not good cards when it comes to her acting career. Um, so it, it, she just felt out of place every time that I, the only person who takes me out of the film is her. Um, just because she doesn't seem like the right fit. And that is literally the only complaint that I have. I am obsessed yeah. with every other part of that movie. Um, normally I don't like grayscale films. Like most mm. most of the film is kind of grayer, darker, mm-hmm. um, moodier. Um, I, normally you find that in thrillers and stuff like that. And, and I enjoy thrillers and I love thinking pieces. Like I said earlier, Uh, this, my list is pretty much a list of obsessions. So we've got, (laughs) we've got got action sequences and now we've got magic. So that, that is why it is, uh, uh, that's one of the reasons why it's on my list. It, you know, Q, you were the first person to say that Christopher Nolan did a magic trick with the film Mm. and it clicked so hard with me that Mm. I was like like this for the rest of the day after we were done recording that one. I love that.
2: That's, that's why it is my number two is because I think, I think what Christopher Nolan has been chasing his entire career is that magic trick is Mm -hmm. that sleight of hand is that I've set all these pieces in motion and you didn't see what I was doing. It was the prestige, you know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. um, so when he pulled it off with The Prestige, it it rang so true to him as a director and as like his vision. He finally found a story that 1000% matched up with what kind of story he was trying to tell. Um, and so the fact that he could get super meta with it and go like, okay, as on, on a story level, there is a trick happening. Mm-hmm. On a story, story level, the story is about a trick. And then on a higher macro level, I am also, as a storyteller, doing a trick to try and get us to this endpoint reveal. And I think that <laughs> talking, about talking about jizzing about in your pants. Orgasm. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think Christopher Nolan like was like just jizzing in his pants when he <laughs> when he did this movie and i i'm here for it i'm here for him yeah. jizzing in his pants is what i'm saying
3: um but as
4: as a film in
3: reverse, which is weird it's yeah, crazy get
4: it back up like a vacuum or an <laughs>
3: well, weird... you you Tenant.
4: <laughs> i know
2: <'Cause>, darn <laughs> um i will say that uh out of all of his stunt casting. And I feel like he does that a lot. Like he, like you'd said, Joey, he there's, there's moments where he casts people just to have fun. Like, Oh, this would be fun if this person was playing this. Um, I think the most inspired piece of casting that he has done in his career was casting David Bowie as Nikola Tesla. Yes. Like, why mm-hmm. that hadn't happened up until that point, like nobody had done that, is it almost feels like, well, of course, like, uh, yeah. sure. Like, yes. It's honestly
3: weird that that David Bowie hadn't already recorded an album as a Nikola Tesla, like, character. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> totally. Like, it 1000% feels of his, like, ilk. Like, that's what he should be doing. Also, I love the fact, and we talked about it before when we gushed over the Prestige, I love the fact that this gave a live action performance opportunity to Andy Serkis and was probably mm. the first time that I saw Andy Serkis as Andy Serkis yeah. um, and made note of like, man, this guy is like awesome. Like he doesn't have to just embody these CG characters. Like he's great. And that was only driven home even more so when I saw him in Black Panther. He's oh, fucking yes. awesome in Absolutely. Black Panther.
4: so good. Uh, he's really
2: good in that movie. But yeah, the prestige is awesome. And I will say that I am hit or miss with Christian Bale a lot. I think for some reason as an actor, and this was pre like his whole like meltdown behind the scenes, audio tape leaking for some reason, I always got the feeling like he was a dick. You know how there's just like people that you watch and you're just like, I bet they're like a, they're a dick in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I've always gotten that vibe from him, even way back yeah. in Newsies. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, he's yeah, guys, go watch him at Newsies. He sings I, and dances.
5: I ever saw him in uh, Little Women I, for
3: me. I was about to say he's, he's he's a bit of that in Little Women. Uh, but I
2: so for some reason he is and as a diehard Batman fan, that's why it was also hard for me sometimes to like accept he played a much more. Um, now we're talking about Batman, but, uh, he played a much more rakish version of Bruce yeah. Wayne. And I, I don't dig that. Like I get that. He's supposed to be like a playboy millionaire kind of dude, but I don't want Bruce Wayne to just be a dickhead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want <laughs> you, that.
3: You, you attend to the more com the not comic angle, but like the animated series where he's sort of a bumbling, like. A rich kid yeah he's yeah. just like a he's rich
2: he's kid. more like an elon musk you know what <laughs> i mean like he's well, smart he would, he and would, kind he, of but he, kind of like weird and he has a lot of money and he totally will smoke a joint with joe rogan on his podcast yeah. but then somehow he also is yeah.
0: <laughs> you know
2: what <laughs> i mean yeah. um but that being said the prestige is one of those movies that he it kind of bothered me h- having him in it he like you said mia was the only casting that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, mainly because you're, you're supposed to care about that character. And when the ultimate reveal happens, and for those who are listening to this podcast and haven't seen it, I don't, I won't spoil what it is, but you realize what has really gone into making this particular trick work. Um, and it's supposed to be a kind of gut punchy, like, oh man, that's kind of sad. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and instead, I found myself having a hard time
4: caring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I agree. If, I if agree. that makes
2: sense. Um, 100%. And I connected way more with Hugh Jackman. You know what oh, I mean? Same. Like, I 100% was like, I'll. Oh, I totally feel bad about the plight of this guy and (laughs) and how he's like chasing this, this, you know, unattainable kind of dream. And he's trying to, he's kind of following on uh, Christian Bale's coattails um, so to speak. Um, So that was my only problem with the movie. And honestly is the only reason that it's not my number one is because It was really close. Like, I feel like we've all talked and used the phrase a lot that it's the most Nolany of Nolan movies. Mm -hmm. I think this, uh, the prestige, honestly, was his attempt at being the most Nolany. Like, it hit all of the things that he wants to do. But unfortunately, there were just a few missteps that kept it from being, like, his magnum opus. You know what I mean? His, like, perfect film. Well, and I think that
3: he, he has this, a tendency, I mean, and he does it well because he's a very good director of action sequences. That one doesn't have as many like
1: mm-hmm. car
3: chases and fight scenes and flips and stairwells yeah. that are turning or, you know, amazing bank robberies and things like that. And or planes, you know, hanging open in the sky. Like there are elements that Nolan really, really wants to be able to do in these magnum stages that the prestige does all of that conceptually Mm -hmm. and with its story and with how much it like does in its mind in in the mind and while i agree with everything that you said i feel like nolan wouldn't say that it's the most nolan new movies like there's no like cars flipping there's no like things running in backgrounds and but i think
2: from like you said, like a conceptual side, I think it is, it is what he is as a director. Like it's what he wants to portray. But I will say that I think in that explanation, you actually hit on a point that I didn't even like connect, which as, and Courtney, you'd brought up earlier and Mia, you've even mentioned, was that Nolan has a problem when it comes to fleshing out characters. And in a movie Mm -hmm. like The Prestige, and I'm even now like thinking back through it in a movie like Memento, where there are not huge, lavish, mind-bending set pieces to kind of lean on, Mm -hmm. then you really are hyper-focused on the character work. And Mm -hmm. that is where he has a shortcoming as a creator, as a writer, Mm -hmm. as a director, is the character work is not his strong suit, so to speak. Um, And so I think that, Maybe that's that's that missing piece, that intangible Maybe. piece that kept it from being like perfectly awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, but that that's a really good point. I didn't even I didn't even think about that. So this is it, man. This is like for wait, all wait, the wait, marbles, wait, wait. Right?
3: Wait, just, right? He needs. I got. I got my number. number two. Oh, that's
2: right. I forgot that I had yeah. agreed with Mia. You're right, Jay. It <laughs> no, doesn't fine. matter. On to the number one.
3: <laughs> what do you got, Jay? So sorry. sorry. We talked about my number two. Uh, my number two is Memento.
4: Okay, and, oh, perfect. Nice.
3: And Q, I don't ag- I don't disagree with anything you said. So let me put that out there. But I f- there's I watched Memento at the perfect age where it was one of the first sort of I don't want to say indie movies that I watched, but it was one of the first movies that totally blew my mind with the way a story could be told, um, specifically for. What he does in that movie, and I don't want to spoil it for me, I don't want to spoil it for you, but the way that he tells the story in that movie and when it connects, it's one of those that I love to go back and rewatch like it's tenant I had the feeling like I need to rewatch that again to kind of feel like I know what's going on memento is like I desperately want to watch that again to see all these puzzle pieces in play, Mm. knowing like the reveal and it's so much fun, and I think the reason it's my number 2 is is my personal connection to it but one of the reasons that i it's high on my list of nolan movies is i truly feel like everything that makes a good nolan movie has its dna somewhere there okay it tells a story with time he does a structural weird thing with the screenplay there are cards hidden that you know and and things established at the end there are action sequences But it's done Mm -hmm. on a a shoestring budget with very little faith in it. And it really has two two protagonists, like two main characters, if you will, Mm -hmm. with Joey Pants popping in every now and then, and a great, and I'm blanking on his name now, um, the guy who does, no, I mean, the guy, Pierce, the main guy, but the Q, the guy in the flashback, um, the guy who's given the shot.
5: What's his name?
2: Uh, uh, Tobolowski? Thank no. you Tobolowski. Yes, Steven yes, Stephen Stephen Tobolowski.
3: Fantastic Stephen Tobolowski performance. The Tobes. So, Old yeah,
2: Ned me. Ned Ryerson. Ned? <laughs> Needle um, Nose Ned,
3: Ned Ryerson? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so for those reasons, it's just it's way high on my list just cuz of personal love for it and I think that everything that he eventually grew grew off of Hmm. has its DNA somewhere there.
4: Okay. Okay. I would agree with that. And man, I love
3: the DVD, the special like collectors, because I had the manila folder and it came with like pictures and his notes and like links to secret websites where you could put clues together. It was awesome.
4: That's awesome.
3: (laughs) I will, I will say
2: so for Mia and the people who haven't listened or haven't seen Memento, the 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 most intriguing once you understand just the simplest baseline of the plot point of this movie it makes it all clear how this is a nolan movie Mm -hmm. the whole conceit of this movie mia is that you follow a man who has no short-term memory all right so he cannot remember things immediately after they happened like meeting people talking to people things he has done he has no idea it's essentially like a groundhog's day like everything resets for him mm-hmm. it's 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 drew barrymore's 51st It's <laughs> like literally every everything resets
3: but it set, it's mixed, resets after
2: like two hours mixed in with the murder of his wife and he is trying to figure out what happened and so you're taken on this journey where he is playing uh, literally the worst possible candidate for a detective is being a detective uh, during this movie. And it's it's really good. Like yeah. it's a really yeah. interesting concept. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that you watch it for sure. Very much. And maybe one of Guy Pierce's best
4: Oh, roles. yeah. Absolutely. Easy.
2: Um, Easy. So, so now we can officially get to the number ones. Uh, I am so curious as to what everyone's number one is because nobody's mentioned uh, one particular movie so far so i'm kind of hoping (laughs) do you think it'll work
4: i think i think we i I was just thinking we're probably all gonna have the same number one
2: all right i hope so All all right we're gonna do it so on the count of three I want everybody to simultaneously say their number one. And if it's all the same, then Courtney, what you don't know about the show yet is if we all happen to share the same number one, then what we get is a jinxies episode. So what happens is because we all share the same number one, we do a entire separate episode where we all just deep dive into that film after watching that film together so the I idea is so. we will all watch the movie together and then we will deep dive and record an episode about it afterwards
4: oh my god i hope that i so yeah. hope we all have the same one though. so all right, all
2: right so here we go on the count of three all right one two, two. three
4: the, the dark,
2: dark night, night. yes <laughs> Woo! jinxies i am so pumped <laughs> the fact that all four of us happened to share the same number one is mind-blowing we all just pulled a christopher nolan on ourselves
1: we
4: did did. (laughs) let's just
2: gush about it then let's just all gush about it
4: i'll be real it's probably it's not that surprising because it is it's so incredible like the fact that he made a, a superhero movie into a procedural drama that feels intimate but also like still kind of daring you know and also before Avengers and all that stuff came out, obviously this was the this was the pinnacle for superhero movies This changed sure. the game.
2: Sure. I will say I, I'll take it a step couldn't I'll take it a step further go. Go and order. say um, that it be uh, aside from being a high benchmark or high watermark for superhero films, it is maybe one of the top tier crime thrillers yes out there.
4: Agreed. Agreed. And the fact
2: that yeah. those two things mesh together with my favorite uh comic book character yeah. Batman
4: is
3: well,
2: mind boggling. Yeah.
3: yeah. I wanna I wanna extend that because not only are those two things very, very true, it's a technical marvel of a directed and cin- like cinematography laid out movie. Like it is a it is just one of the best movies Agreed. action movies yes. that has been made in the last 20 years yeah like the and the premier example of that is just the opening bank heist scene oh yes there's there's yeah. almost no cgi in that there's very little dialogue in it every bit of it works everything feels accurate and mm-hmm. then the reveal of heath ledger at the end is just it solidifies the entry point to a movie that that you can't not watch
4: right yeah. i uh, also think oh sorry go ahead. watch just it just up. for that yeah i just it to also like a fruition with that uh with with heath ledger as a joker too. kind of it kind of you know may it, it put the, the how am i trying to phrase this like it made the joker someone that could obviously if you want if that, if that you're going to play that role you're going to have to like be damn good at it because like obviously Jack Nicholson was great right. but it was very much tailored to who he was in the 80s at the time you know it was yeah.
3: and also the Burton way of telling that story like the yeah. Burton is very rubbery is very yes. comic-y and yes. it's very Burton-y mm-hmm. which is great right. it is oh, exactly yeah. what we needed in 1989 yeah like that's what we needed
4: it, but yes
3: to approach the Joker in the what Nolan was building, which is a very grounded, like, mm-hmm. what if someone did this? <laughs> I way know. to then say, Well, we're going to do the Joker and cast someone that the entire world was against.
4: Right, right. Including, me, I did not know honest, that at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, was just he like, only I did... was
3: like, oh, <laughs> I don't think so. The dude from 10 things I hate about you. I know. No.
4: From a night Tale, and, like okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was again. I mean, and I am not. I was, I'm not ashamed to admit that I was I, way wrong on that. But oh, same. I remember, just everything about that movie works mm-hmm. and clicks and fits and is firing on Look, every not, cylinder. Not, not trying to Matt be a hipster
2: here and be like, oh, I totally heard about it before it was even cool, man. Um, I will say that I. When I heard about the Heath Ledger casting, I was actually super on board for it, and I'll tell you why, because I had seen a really shitty movie, pretty pretty pr- like recent to to that announcement, which was The Brothers Grimm,
1: oh, and oh, yeah.
2: Heath Ledger is fantastic in that movie in as a very not Heath Ledger role. Like he is not playing like the handsome cool guy. He's playing this like super meek kind of weird kind of um introverted almost yeah. what I would consider like like a like a Paul Bettany kind of role. He's yeah. the he's um, the
3: he's the glasses brother, isn't he, in yeah, the movie? Yeah. yeah. and he's he's fantastic
2: and so when they announced that he was going to play the joker i was like you know what like
5: he has this
2: this dude might pull this off like he may do something weird but i will tell you this i watched the movie and obviously all of the praise his his joker is one like in the rankings of joker i think jay we've even had an episode where we rank jokers um our number our number one was unanimously Mark Hamill animated series Joker is the best but secondarily we said Heath Ledger's Joker Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but I will say this and I said it on that episode and I'm putting it out there again because I feel like someone needs to pick this up and run with it Heath Ledger is doing a Brad Dourif impression as the Joker Brad Dourif, for those who don't know, Brad Dourif is the voice of Chucky in the Chucky movies. Okay. He is, his, his voice, his mannerisms, mm-hmm. if he's a, he's a worm, worm
3: tongue. Worm, in, worm tail, worm tongue in Lord of the Rings.
2: In Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, he's, he's a great character actor. He's, he's fantastic- an
2: amazing character actor. And it was announced that, when Heath Ledger died that Christopher Nolan had originally in his trilogy planned for the Joker to be the big bad again in the third, in the third movie. Um, Mm. Obviously that was derailed by his untimely demise, but there were rumors circulating that his third movie would have made a time jump. So it would have essentially been, you know, them a little more seasoned Batman, a little more seasoned, a little older joker spent some time in arkham and essentially kind of them clashing and butting heads again as like both war war riddled older men war worn and war yes and i i wanted so hard and i screamed it i was like this can still happen i was like if you cast brad duriff as the joker this this movie can still happen like I and I'll say it today if Chris Nolan wants to pick it up and make another one it could still happen like he can still do this time frame wise age wise it's totally still appropriate but anyway watch watch a Brad Dourif movie like whatever you want and then go back and watch The Dark Knight again and I swear you'll just your, your mind is gonna explode you're gonna be like I, yeah Whoa, like he I'm really thinking about is it. like,
4: yeah, that that's it. I
2: love it. He's doing the voice. It's that, you know, the problem is we have to mm-hmm. kill the bat man. Mm-hmm. And that's and You can hear Chucky saying that yeah. I'm going to take yeah. your soul. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like kind of Jack Nicholson, kind of mm-hmm. Christian Slater. Like it's mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I, I love that movie. That scene at the, like towards the end in the, in the climax where, um, he's his Joker is standing in the middle of the street and Batman is riding at him on the motorcycle and he's like shouting to like, come on.
1: Yeah.
2: Is like, it gave me goosebumps Uh in the theater. Like watching it, it felt so visceral. Like he was like, he wanted him to kill him so bad. You know what I mean? He's like, kill me, like do it. If I can turn you to the one thing that you don't want to do, like I can die happy. Um, Mm -hmm. and Oh God, like as a Batman fan, I was just like, Oh, I jizzed in my pants in that movie. (laughs) I was just like, Oh, 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 this is it. They nailed it. They figured it out.
3: (laughs) I mean, Uh and let's not get out of the podcast without saying that we talked about the prestige, but the dark Knight has maybe one of the best movie magic tricks of all time. Uh, with the Joker's magic trick in the pencil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the best. I know he Whoa. was technically introduced in the bank robbery scene, uh-huh. but that is in one the of the Joker best in character movie. introduction scenes Oh, amazing. in any film of him just like laughing maniacally echoing mm-hmm. in that dark room and then walking in and doing that magic trick.
4: Right,
2: because you just mentioned it in the same sentence, it just made my brain connect the two. Can you imagine Heath Ledger instead of Christian Bale in the prestige? It I would have been
4: into it, yeah. It like, been great imagine it him appeared. playing like the more, that's what I'm
2: saying. Like, that would have felt so much
3: more like genuine.
2: Uh, um,
4: picturing the hairstyle, the clothes, yeah. Well, the yeah. thing yeah. is,
3: if you don't think that Christian Bale, I mean, if you don't think that, um, Oh, Lord, I've
4: Heath just forgotten his name. Heath, Heath Ledger, Ledger
3: can make you care about him than watch, you know, Brokeback Mountain, watch, oh, yeah. you know, uh, Brothers Grimm, watch some of those movies that he's been in. I mean, hell, watch 10 Things I Hate About You.
2: He, he makes care you care about, about him. He's, he's an, an asshole. Dude. Even talk, talk about just yeah. like affecting scenes e- e- to bring it back to the Dark Knight. The scene in the interrogation room
1: mm-hmm.
2: when <sighs> Batman comes in and you get that awesome shot where Heath Ledger is just sitting at the table and you just see like Batman come in out of the darkness, like behind yeah. him. Yeah. And when he like punches his hand, he uh-huh. like breaks his hand and he just looks surprised, but not in pain. And that scene <laughs> where he is like laughing as he beats the shit out of him. And he's like, with all your strength, Mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do. I was just like, like, this is such a, like what a, what a just, uh, I don't know. It was was just,
3: that was the first scene they filmed together.
2: Really?
4: What? Yeah. Like chronologically speaking.
3: Yeah. That they filmed on set the very first time Heath Ledger was in makeup as Joker and he was on set with Christian Bale was that scene. The first awesome. film in, yeah. the, in, the, in, the, in the production schedule,
2: just him like slamming his head into the debt, like the whole that's the whole the scene. scene is like mm-hmm. even subtract subtract Batman and the Joker and you put that any character that's a fucking awesome scene for any crime thriller and that's why mm-hmm. I said like, not only is it a great high watermark for a superhero film, but it's just a fucking good like crime thriller, like it's a really, really strong performances, whether it's Batman or the Joker or just some random detective and his foil. You know right. what I mean? Um
5: points for that. Huh? And and two points for that.
2: Oh yeah, go yeah. for it. Yeah, go.
5: Point number one, that scene felt at the same time that it felt like a superhero movie that Mm -hmm. scene kind of grounded it back to Mm -hmm. the beginning of batman when he was the the a
3: police officer like an investigator not a police officer but an investigator
5: yes like they were trying to you know hone that in a little bit like yes he's a vigilante yes he does all of these amazing things but deep down at the core of him is justice this is the scene that we want to have to bring bring that back around and like hone it in for that like we don't want for you to forget the beginning of batman which was with with the law and doing Mm -hmm. all of that stuff so let's bring his ultimate nemesis and him and all of those elements and put it in one scene and i thought that scene was the scene that did it that was yeah i would
2: say that that scene even though makes batman seem even crazier like in a Mm -hmm. in a way that one that scene watching the Joker, like laugh at him essentially while he, you know, tries to get the better of him. And then watching Christian Bale's Batman kind of start matching that level of like intensity and craziness made you go, you know what? Maybe Batman's kind of also a bad guy. Like yeah, maybe he could also do some damage, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is going, you know, his feelings got in the way he's, you know, like where you said, where's Rachel? Like it's, (laughs) Like that whole that whole thing. Um, I Martha. will also. S- <laughs> did you say Martha? That's my mom's name too. No, I, said,
3: um, I, said, I said I said Rachel. Okay, but it sounded like did
2: you. Could you say Martha? <laughs>
3: I'm looking for friends here.
2: <laughs> uh, I will say uh, as well. Somebody you know who who gets overshadowed a lot because Heath Ledger's performance was so great um i will say that aaron eckhart is oh, yeah. also thank you really i didn't want to get really you. good in this
3: movie we've talked for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. without mentioning his amazing two-face and his amazing amazing rv dent
4: mm-hmm. oh, like both
5: are seamless. he was incredible it, yeah. it just, i almost feel bad because that movie like let's say joker wasn't in that movie and it mm-hmm. was just batman and the Harvey Dent story and every, everything in Gotham falling apart and you slowly see Harvey Dent become Two-Face. That was actually still so good by itself. Yeah. It mm-hmm. still would have been a good movie. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: right. Yeah, like, definitely. If, if it was restructured and it like wasn't the Joker that caused whatever mm-hmm. it was that broke Harvey Dent, it was just some other thing <laughs> that wanted to show that perfection could be broken right, or whatever.
5: Which brings me to point two.
3: Yeah, go for it.
5: Point two Batman is first off the animated series, and then to further that along, uh, Batman in general is one of the first superheroes where you see blood and death and Mm
1: -hmm. like
5: in your face. And I remember that, remember watching that in the animated series um, that you see violence, violence, you see human violence, so knives and guns and stuff like that. Um, you don't see that as much in in shows like Superman and all, all that other stuff because it's all kind of in a supernatural place mm-hmm. but Batman is very here on earth place so it, you also see that when you're watching the the film like
1: yeah.
5: the 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 decisions he makes you see Rachel dies there is no yeah. oh, the superhero is gonna come save me no she yeah. dies right. That's yeah. real life consequence she's gone.
2: Yeah, oh, I yeah. will say, I think it it that movie, that was the kind of movie that needed it. You know what I mean? Like that, if if he saved both or, you know, just uh, Harvey got hurt in the whole incident, then it it would feel untrue to the story, yeah. to the version of Batman that Nolan is telling, which is a mm-hmm. version where no punches are pulled. Like yes. consequences are consequences. Things happen. Bad things happen. Good guys lose. Bad guys win sometimes. And that's just the way that it goes, you know? And one of my favorite anecdotes um, from the behind the scenes of that movie and just proving that that Heath Ledger like really embodied this character in that moment was the scene when he's walking away from the hospital and he goes to blow up the hospital um, yeah. and, and the remote doesn't work that actually happened he the remote was supposed to explode i mean the building was supposed to explode as soon as he hit the button it didn't and that whole kind of him reacting and turning around and hitting the thing again <laughs> and his whole reaction was totally improvised and then when it did explode and he kind of like jumps
3: and that runs was and like yeah.
2: that was all real and it That's felt amazing. so perfectly in line with the Joker, you know what I mean? There's just this yeah. kind of yeah. like, like, well, whatever.
1: Nurse's
5: He literally is a nurse costume. Yeah. Prior. yeah. I it's, don't make plans. I just do. Here, here's the proof. Right. Yeah. It's not working. He,
2: he even said like he is anarchy. Like his whole point is just to introduce a little anarchy and just see what happens. Like. Right. to bring a little chaos and everybody loses their minds you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it's it's so perfect and that's one thing that i think and you know we can talk about all the other iterations of joker but that's one thing that i think that they have missed is the joker at his core is you know we can get super you know thesis level on this but he is the antithesis of Batman. Like yes, he is the, they he is, each other. They, they can't, they're the yin and the yang. Like Batman is order and structure and law and and justice. And the Joker is chaos and unrule and unsettled. And what happens if there isn't this? And yeah. um, and I think that's what they miss when they try to do some of these utter, other iterations. It's what felt so flat about Jared Leto's Joker. Is you know he's you like, like a oh, bad I'm the- guy, yeah. I'm just a, yeah. I'm, like a like weird, bad bad I'm like a kingpin, I'm like a drug lord, I'm right. just a weirdy pimp guy, and it's like I'm the joker.
3: I care about material things, and this is my shtick. Like the Joker isn't a shtick, no, the Joker no, is no. a force, like the only but way I- for the Joker to go away is for Batman to stop being a Batman. Right. But
2: I will tell you, and say what you will about Zack Snyder and his his whole stab at DC. I will say the best. If, if Heath Ledger is the best Joker for me, there's two Batman that are the best Batman one Adam West Batman, but he doesn't really count. Cause he was like super silly and gimmicky, but I will say, and I will go down swinging with anybody who wants to go toe to toe with me on this Ben Affleck's Batman Bat-fl- is for- the perfect Batman in relation to the comic series. Like, mm-hmm. he is exactly what, like bring the animated series to life and it would be Ben Affleck. Just
5: like him, yep. Yeah, if, yeah, if,
2: yeah. You, if you take Frank Miller's The Dark Knight and bring that Batman to life, it is Ben Affleck's Batman. Like he's mm-hmm. this bruiser, brutal, hard worn kind of dude. And that's why, here you go, Nolan, you can have my idea for free make your third movie make it with a 50 year old joker and a 50 year old batman and i want you to cast brad duriff and i want you to cast ben affleck and i oh, want to see those yeah. two go toe to toe in their respective batman and joker style and i want to see that so bad
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that'd be pretty cool i'd bang be so if i
3: had the money
2: dude <laughs> dude it'd be so awesome but yeah this is that's an amazing that's an amazing list i'm so glad that we all shared that i cannot wait to watch this movie with you guys oh, that's gonna be so Yay. fun we oh, need fun. to figure out how to like stream yard it or do some sort of like streaming we can. We something some live stream thing
4: oh that'd be awesome i'll watch along
2: um but this is the hardest part of every episode and that is where we have to take our respective lists and whittle them down into one definitive Christopher Nolan top five list. Now, I
4: think we know number one. Yeah,
2: we definitely know I'm number one. Nailed it in insomnia.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the
3: as
2: dark everybody knows, rises. <laughs> Robin Williams uh, was just amazing, transcendent. You wanna talk about my movie. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we've got our number one clearly. Uh, we all shared several i would mm. say 3 of us shared inception as number 5 so i would say that boom solidifies its place as number 5 um yeah i assume that's I okay with much you cuz
5: list written out
2: do you oh, right now
5: wow. if you want me to just read it how
2: how did you do that
5: yeah um didn't
2: we have some that didn't match up
5: yeah, so um, someone's Dunkirk was two, and someone's Dunkirk was four, but M- M- Momento was someone's two, and Memento was someone's someone's three. Whereas the Prestige was shared for number two for two
4: people.
3: And okay. it was my number three.
5: And
4: it was my number four. So, um,
5: so okay, so that makes Prestige, prestige number two. Right.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
5: that is, so so it would be. Uh, I mean,
3: two of us at that point had memento high on the list. Right. You, uh, you had it at three and I had
5: it at two. Right. So yep. it went down to three because Prestige had two twos.
3: Yep.
2: Right. Two twos,
1: <laughs>
2: low hanging fruit twos.
3: <laughs> that so- makes Dunkirk four and then Inception number five. Uh-huh. Oh,
2: all right. So Mia, really re- re- read that. it back in, in, in all of its Nolan glory. What is our definitive top five Christopher Nolan movies?
5: Our definitive top five Christopher Nolan movies are at number five. We have inception at number four. We have Dunkirk at number three. We have memento at number two. We have the prestige and at numero
4: uno, we have the dark Knight. I'm into that's an. that's really good.
2: That's an awesome list. And I don't you know what for us being a lot of non-movie professionals here i'd say that's a pretty damn good list like is.
4: I would agree. i'd put yeah.
2: that up against a collider list any day
4: <laughs> i
3: it, honestly i haven't looked at the collider list this may be what they have
2: <laughs> <laughs> like i said i'd put it in place of a collider collider yes. list any day
3: Yeah, um more that's awesome <laughs> so if
2: if anybody's listening that hasn't ever seen a Christopher Nolan movie, let what this you be doing? your guidebook. <laughs> let this be your intro to Nolan as a director. Um, we would love to hear if you guys have different opinions than the movies that made our list, then please tweet at us as, as always at high number five, the podcast on Twitter. Um, please take to the interwebs and check out Project hyphen nerd.com, uh, for our show and tons of other amazing podcasts. Uh, I'd love to thank our guest, Courtney Warner. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this was fantastic to get to talk movies with you. Uh, and I have no doubt that the door to the high five writers room will remain open to you for the foreseeable future. So if you would like to jump on one of these other lists that you've shamed us for not having, um, <laughs> then we welcome that wholeheartedly. Um, in, yes. in the meantime, if people want to find more of you, where can they find more about Courtney Warner?
4: You can find more about me on, I have a website now, it's just CourtneyWarner.com. That's C-O-R-T-N-E-Y-W-A-R-N-E-R.com where you can find like, links to some of the stuff i've written uh like for satire and like whenever i have live shows again for stand-up they'll be on there um i also have a podcast myself it's called murder she joked and it is a improvised untrue true crime podcast form where we take suggestions from you guys uh, anyone who wants to message us on our instagram um, and we take suggestions and we'll play with those for each episode. We have a lot of fun guests coming up on ours. And yes, yeah, so we do that. And um, uh, I'm trying to think. why Yeah. Check out some of my humor writing on um, uh, medium at uh, humor, darling and flex magazine.
2: Sweet, please. Ooh. Absolutely. Everybody go check it out. I sincerely implore you. You will not regret it, regret it at all. Um, in the meantime again make sure you check out project-nerd.com check out all the amazing podcasts on the project nerd podcast network check out the project nerd youtube channel where we have new and weird content streaming at you at all hours of every day of the week um and then uh yeah don't forget we do have a patreon that still exists uh <laughs> Feel free to go give us like $3 at a time. We'll give you extra episodes. It's not that expensive guys. It's, it's about the same price as a Starbucks coffee. Like give us your money is what I'm saying. I'm not trying to (laughs) beg here, but we need your money. I haven't eaten in like three weeks and I'm getting very hangry. So please (laughs) give us your monies. Uh, and until next time, uh, stay Nolany, I guess. I don't know what now.
3: Start playing this episode in reverse.
4: Yeah. There you go.
2: There's all sorts of hidden messages.
4: Yes. Christ for
0: helps. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at my5 at highfive the That's M Y F I V E at H I G H F I V E T H E P O D C A S T.com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash High Five the Podcast. On Twitter at Hi, the number five, the podcast. Instagram at High Five The Podcast, or on Letterboxd by searching High Five Colon The Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Crossing the streams? Maybe. See you next week.